What's up guys, Dave here from Metal Epidemic, back with another podcast, episode 20. Uh, joining me on the show, as always, my man Duncan, my man Kyle. Gentlemen, how are you doing this fine evening? This fine evening? Pretty well, yeah. Thanks. Good, good, good to hear. Duncan? We'll wait and see. <laughs> You've told me there's questions, and that has instantly made me crab it. <laughs> I went from being relatively bubbly to how dare they interrupt my flow with banal questions. They might be awesome, though. They might be awesome questions. They might be, but are most likely not. <laughs> Time will tell. We'll Time find tell. out. We'll find out. I, oh, yeah. I can. I can waste fifteen minutes to be proved right. So. <laughs> uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um. So. <laughs> Another podcast, gents. Number twenty. We mm-hmm. made it to the big two zero. We twentieth anniversary. <laughs> what? I don't know. Twenty. Twentieth anniversary. No, is that not a thing? No. Nah. No. It feels like a milestone. No. I've, it yeah. does feel like a milestone, just not a twentieth anniversary. <laughs> every every recording we used to, gentlemen, a, feels like a milestone. It's the 20th anniversary of our first episode. Mm-hmm. If it's been feeling like a milestone for 20 months, you should probably go see a doctor. It's <laughs> <laughs> that yes, different indeed. sort of pile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you mean? A pile stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got this thing derailed quickly. Oh, yeah, I'm so happy. Yeah, no yeah, proud. Yeah, that was the yeah. quickest derail ever. Yeah. <laughs> or better just to get this out of the way. I'm hoping the question's on. about piles. Um, I mean, you could suppose you could relate it to piles yeah. or hemorrhoids, anything that happens around the ass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um, on today's podcast, it's been a pile. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he's so fucking angry nowadays. I don't know. The Good. guy's a colossal decade. Really? Look at me wearing edgy political t-shirts <laughs> complaining about things. Oh, man. <laughs> Must be really difficult to be a millionaire these days, honestly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, really difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just love, like, the, whenever these pictures are, are taken of that, though, the band are fucked off stage. Yeah. <laughs> like, Arne's going into one of these anti-Biden rants. Let's go in there. You want a drink? Aye, right, let's go and get a drink. <laughs> Damn. Sounds like a plan. Mm-hmm. Dave, um, steer us back on course. Okay. <laughs> Early. On, on the show today, we have some album recommendations, or, you know, what we've been checking out over the last month or so. Uh, we have four new bitchin' singles for you. Mm. We have two album reviews. Ooh. And once again, we've opened the floodgates for some listener questions. Sigh. <laughs> Sigh. And as always, we're going to open up the show with a wee listener question, just just to piss off Duncan a wee bit more. Look at his face, he's bailing. He's absolutely bailing. Can, cannot be fucked with this segment, Dave. <laughs> Get in I the know. bin! <laughs> Last time it wasn't too bad. See, you keep saying it. that. I don't, like, I don't want to be in a world where I'm the pessimist and you're the optimist, Kyle. <laughs> like your country sees sun like a day a year so <laughs> yeah you have to be optimistic or you'll fucking kill yourself exactly so i don't like this i don't like this right dave has your question so question one of the show comes from steve he's from glasgow gentlemen. oh big stevie 
Steve from Glasgow. Um, he uh, he checked out our Limp Biscuit album review. <laughs> Um, I had so much fun with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, but he agreed. He agreed with our uh, assessment of the album that it starts strong and, you know, just gets worse. It's all, <laughs> it's it's all about all. those first four songs, baby. And then yep. the album, we, we mentioned it, like the next the track five is called Don't Change, which is ironic because that's where the album changes and becomes shit. Um, <laughs> so. It does. Um, he has seen them live though, and he does. He does think they are a decent live band. Stevie knows what's that. So, um, with that in mind, Steve's question is: What band are you embarrassed to admit you've seen live? Oh, piece of piss. Piece of piss. Me and okay. you were both there, so <laughs> we've mentioned doesn't, it on this show. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be metal related. Could be anything at all. Anything at all. What band are you embarrassed to admit you've seen live? I, I, <laughs> shockingly have quite a few. <laughs> oh, I imagine you do. When I started to think about this, I started to get flashbacks of all these horrendous gigs that I've been to that I'd completely forgotten about. Um, and I, I'm not particularly proud of of any of them, really, to be honest. Um, some of the some of the okay, so I'll start off with the ones that are not too bad. You know, I mean, they're still a wee bit embarrassing, but they're not too bad. Um, Obviously, when I was, I started getting into bands when I was about 15, um, and it was predominantly kind of punk bands that I was in at first, so I saw Green Day an unhealthy amount of times. You saw Green Day when Green Day were good? Um, no, 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 really. no. When you when were, you were 15, 15, they were still good. Like, their, their best album had their, no, their best album had passed. Like, they were... Um, sure, but they weren't into this pop-punk bullshit emo shit. Well, I think the last time I saw them, they just released uh, Warning, I think was the last one. Oh, no. Oh, no, that tour. <laughs> warning, yeah. live without warning. That's a that shit one. song, dude. Yeah. yeah. That is a shit song. How dare you get off my show? I know. Um, yeah, before that, they, they weren't too bad. You know, they were they were still, you know, mid-cool. But um, yeah. by mid-cool. that point, yeah, by that point, like, I saw them at the, I saw them at the Barras when they released that album as well and was like, what was I thinking? Um, yeah, that's that's my least embarrassing one, unfortunately. Um, obviously, I'll let Duncan go with the one that we both saw. I don't think this is the worst one now that I've thought about it. I can think of I can think of at least one or two more cringier oh, ones that I um, really enjoyed. So I watched uh, I watched a lot of um, American Idol in my past. I'm ashamed to say, but live on on TV. Uh, on TV. Oh, okay. Um, so I've seen like I've seen quite a few of those uh, artists, Kelly Clarkson, obviously, um, Gary Underwood, um, Chris Daughtry, obviously, but I got to interview him, so that was cool. Um, yeah, it's the only a... reason Dave went to see him. Yeah. He wouldn't have bought tickets like another, you know. Mm. No, I probably wouldn't have. Um, Craig David, saw Craig David. Um, oh, fucking hell. Christ. <laughs> now, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, it was, it was on his... <laughs> <laughs> it was on his first album. Oh, his death metal album. But yeah, I remember yeah. that one as well. Yeah, when he was a wee bit edgy. Um, <laughs> not, and that's not edging. That's edgy. <laughs> Those um, are different things. Different things. And yeah. he had a he had a fucking um. I, I give it go give it to him. He had a fucking amazing band with him, mm-hmm. like shit hot band. Bass player of a five string, and he was fucking unbelievable. I mean, it's still his crazy. His nickname David. was Corpse Fucker, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. 
the still Necro picture David. was on the drums. <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's a great lineup. <laughs> <laughs> Great band, but it was Craig David. Uh, status quo, I also saw status quo. Um, garbage, but fun at the same time. Um, <laughs> and then the other one, the other one I'm, I'm probably more raging about, but uh, Phil Collins was one of the ones that I saw. And not, I'm not really embarrassed because it was Phil Collins, because um, the reason I'm embarrassed was it was in Vegas. Big stage. I paid, I paid over $100 for a ticket to see Phil Collins. Now, in my defense... That's like 70 quid, so... In my defense, it was advertised as his final tour. <laughs> so... <laughs> I he thought... had that final tour for the last decade and a half, Dave. <laughs> I thought... You got fucked. I'll be one, you know what? I'm going to go and see him. Being a drummer, I thought, it's only right that once in my life I go and see Phil Collins. However, a couple of years later, he announced he's playing the SECC in Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. What happened to the final tour, Phil? Well, you hadn't played Glasgow yet. Uh, has it, did it go for three years? I don't think well, so. Kiss have been on a final tour for about the past seven, so... Yeah. And what well, my favourite thing is Phil Collins has come out of retirement now, so... Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. You just um, do whatever you want. So, yeah, it was it was more the cost, though, like over $100, and I was literally in the nosebleed section in the MGM Grand. It was just ridiculous, but, um, yeah, I went anyway. Bet he was shit hot, though. Um, oh no! <laughs> all right, then he really did fuck you off. Well, the thing is, right, he's all right, but the guy that you had playing drums for his band was a hundred times better than Phil Collins. Well, um, yeah. and that became apparent when they had like a, a drum battle. So there was like two kits on the stage, yeah. spotlights on little fucking raised areas, and was then it was he just ever like a great drummer though. He was he was he was solid, but it was right. never overly fancy. Really. Yeah, I mean, I like even when you listen back to the early Genesis stuff, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's not it's not amazing, and even his drumming on his solo stuff is fine. Yeah, it can keep time. Right. <laughs> Let's say that <laughs> he's a walking clock. One, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a uh, and he's loaded, obviously as well. Oh, he's fucking... oh, we know that. He's, he keeps in some farewell tours and people keep yeah. spending a hundred dollars in tickets. <laughs> yeah. And that was for the shit seats as well. <laughs> Ridiculous. Christ. Um what about you guys, Duncan? What what was the one? What one did we see together? Boys to men, Dave. Boys to men. <laughs> and we went to see them when we were adults. <laughs> yeah. No excuses. And we dragged our respective partners with us. We yep. took them to Boys to Men. They didn't <laughs> yeah. take us. Yeah. We took them to yep. boys to men and their only scottish gig they've ever played yeah which was tremendous because they had it was like a motown a, like big band motown album had come out mm. and i was like that right i'm i'm not the biggest boys to men fan but i love motown music yeah mm. a big brass band in the background i'm happy as a pig and shit um no they just sang to backing tracks <laughs> <laughs> Yep. And they opened and closed with the same song. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And I thought that was the worst one, but then I remembered I have seen equally cringy artists oh. in equally cringy venues. Do so uh, the Ting Tings, the Ting Tings. Yeah, remember that's not the... my name. That's not my name. That's, that's not right. my name. Yeah, and the drums, and the drums, and the drums, and the... um, and that was. Mm. I don't know if that was I don't know mm. if that was good <laughs> no. if I'm honest they, they were good live but yeah. uh, what you realise is that album has 
two songs. <laughs> like, yeah. And the rest I only are... know that one song. Well, no, you, the two. What was the other one? And the drums, and the drums. Well, that's a different song. All oh, right, I thought it was the same song. That's a different song. Different song. So yeah, the, the two songs, and really everything else was kind of forgettable. Um, but they played for 45 minutes and I was like, oh <laughs> my God. Um, and their support was, their, their support has went on to huge things with Charlie XO and she's still on the go and she still seems to be touring with big, massive signed artists. So, mm. um, so it's her, uh, <laughs> LaRue, um, LaRue, who were shit hot live as well. Three keyboard players. Were they another one hit wonder? LaRue? Uh, no, they've had three albums. <laughs> But that, yeah. that one album... Um, I've had one, just one hit, though. No, no, no. That, uh, I think it was three or four singles performed oh. really, really well. So uh, Bulletproof, Quicksand. Remember Bulletproof. Uh, I'm Not Your Toy. I can't remember the other one. But I mm. a few. That first album's still a banger. I really like it. Um, but I like me some synth pop. So. Uh, but once again, 45 minutes, 50 minutes. You hear the songs, then you're like, oh no. <laughs> um, I won tickets to go and see Katie Tunstall. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, Jesus. And for what she does, she's really good. I'm just not into what she does. <laughs> yeah, she was She was actually one of the, not the first, but you know, the whole kind of loop pedal thing was yeah. like quite new when she came out. There wasn't a lot of artists doing that at the time. So yep. it was quite cool at first. It kind of kind of overstayed its welcome, um, yeah. and yeah. So I won tickets to that in Edinburgh. Went to see it in Edinburgh, and uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I once again, I appreciate the talent. It's just it was, you know, it bored ever living fuck out of me. Um, yeah. So I need to get out of there now. <laughs> that, mm. um, yes, yeah, maybe maybe those ones I think are more cringy. I've mm. seen like. What we would class as cringe metal bands. I've seen Puddle of Mud live. Oh, fuck, that's on my they list of words. Jesus Christ. Uh, so they were really bad. Um, <laughs> he's like, she fucking hates me, and I do too, buddy. <laughs> I really do as well. Um, I've seen Stained live. Oh, have you? Yeah, Stained were Stained oh. were exactly how you think they would be live. Yeah. Um, what, completely uninteresting? Yeah, just lacking just energy. They're a oh. band that have no energy on stage. Like, mm. zero energy at all. Um, so they weren't great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's... like The ones that... I, there will be other ones that spring to mind for them. Like, why did I go and see that? Uh, mm. But I, I can't think at the moment. And then there's been bands that have just been bad live, so... Yeah. Like, there's plenty of them. Uh, like yeah. that's a different list for a different person <laughs> um, that Stevie can send in next month. Uh, so yeah, what about you, Kyle? Oh man, I've seen I've seen a ton of crap death metal bands live and black metal. But I used to do uh, live sound in a venue in Oslo, and the amount of black metal bands that came through and just sounded exactly the same. They're like. Just whack up the fucking, what's it, the reverb on the mixer, on the vocal, and we'll just play our stuff. And I'm trying my best to do get good sound out of a black metal band. Uh, end, my friend. I know. The only, the only one I actually though? remember is one called Satan Will Prevail. <laughs> and I think they broke up the next day. 
At least I hope they did, because <laughs> they were terrible. That's why nice. I remember them. They were the worst. See, it was such a quitter. All <laughs> oh, right. He's like, pack it up, lads. Yeah. Uh, what about cringe? The, Give the us dude cringe, was like, cringe, he was about Give this tall. The, the lead singer was this tall. I'm not kidding. He was about four inches tall. I'm glad you quantified that. This is and walked medium. into the venue, and I was looking at him. What's it, what's it like down there? You know? And he's like, hey, give me shit and then he walks into the back room which is a closet it's just it's nothing else in this tiny yeah, but if venue you're four inches taller closets like Narnia. <laughs> oh, no yeah. <laughs> a fucking palace he was jumping on the shelves and everything he looked like he had these big thick glasses and a stupid hat no hair and everything came out with the most full-on black metal goddamn makeup i've ever seen in my life yeah. big upside down crosses drawn in his arms oh, and satan on his chest and yes. i was like and I could not stop laughing, and I tried so hard, and every time I tried to stop laughing, it just carried on, and he was like, I was like, no, nah, my friend just sent me a funny photo. <laughs> he started singing, and he had a squeaky voice, and it was just like, mm, my God, you're trying to do black metal with a squeaky voice. It didn't work out. So, I mean, that's the worst one I've ever seen. Give us cringe, for... though. Give us it was cringe. cringe. All right. Give us bands that are not blackmail. Give us, like, well, names yeah. that we can shame you with. I mean, there's <laughs> Puddle of Mud. I did see them. Yeah. I, I, and they were supporting Corn. Yes, but, that, I mean, was, that was the two yeah. I saw them on. Yeah, yeah. So in London, Mud yeah. and a... Trust Company. Trust Company opened oh, that as well. They were, they were actually good. Trust and Company then Pud... were really good. Yeah. That first album's fine. Like, it's not great. Right? It's no, fine. it's fine. But the live show was pretty good. And then Puddle of Mud came on and just fucking stunk up the place. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, great. Wonderful. You know, the worst one I've ever seen, the cringiest one, is a band called Cold Cave. They were supporting Nine Inch Fucking Nails oh. on the tour in 2014. That's a Trent Reznor pick then. Trent right? Reznor has yeah. Them. That, was, yeah. that was the night I wondered whether Trent Reznor had done one too many fucking lines of cocaine and finally lost it. <laughs> I was just like, he might have produced something for them. He, does he did that nothing. I looked them up. They were just some electronic duo from fuck knows where that made crap. And I had to sit through 50 minutes of some fucking idiot minutes. on a keyboard. <laughs> some fucking moron on a keyboard screaming into a mic with some oh, lady behind a game. Keyboard that is awful. Not having any of that nonsense. It was awful. It was horrific. And I was just like, this is who you picked to support you. I remember when he picked Saul Williams. That was amazing. Saul Williams was a good yeah. show. But Cold Cave, and the name is etched into my brain because I just, the whole crowd, it wasn't just me, the whole crowd was just like, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> who, who the fuck is that? And why do we care? Get me closer to God already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the cringiest one is my friend took me to see uh, Pink. Oh. <laughs> Mm, now we're getting to it now we're getting to it so what I'm still a rock star (laughs) yeah Yeah, that was uh, I mean it was a good show actually she put a lot of energy and thought into it I've heard she's great live yeah I was was, was surprised I mean she she was like you go to gigs a lot I was like yeah sure you want to come to me okay fine I had no idea what I got myself into heard the name and I was like yeah it's probably just some artist I don't have no idea got there I was like this is pure pop isn't it oh fuck <laughs> loads of tiny people like kids and I'm like mm. well it's the, the bit that the bit that confuses me for people like you, you know yeah she's like she's really you know like she, like like rock and I'm like no aesthetically yeah aesthetically she's yes Musically, she's not. No, <laughs> like, not even a, close. Did you hear the guitar? Mm. What? 
I mean, it's, it's not as if she's like the pretty reckless or something. She's no, a pop yeah. star that likes the rock look, which actually suits her. So mm, there you go. Yeah. And she could do rock if she wanted. She probably could. She probably could, Absolutely. but she doesn't because it doesn't pay as much. So no, no, <laughs> not even close. No way, Jose. No. Unless you're Metallica. Yeah. Ah, uh, dear Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Metallica. That was a good, uh, I will. I will give you this. That was a tolerable question. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I do feel that there's a theme where we basically just shame ourselves. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's what people want to hear, to be honest. I don't like it. <laughs> 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 and why would you? I disagree. Mm. Um, although if we're going to talk about full-on cringe, um, January, just, just a mere two months away, this guy's going to see Poppy. Oh, shit. Is this the, the rescheduled, rescheduled gig? This is the rescheduled. She has had three EPs and an album since I booked that ticket. Um, and she no longer sounds like the tour that I thought I was going to yeah. be seeing. Yeah. <laughs> She's not a grunge face. And when I bought it, she was doing that I Disagree album, which was mm. fucking nuts. Um, so I'm look, I'm actually, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I've been checking out some of her live footage and out with the fact that our band dressed like mannequins um which is fine who cares does anyone know their names does anyone care nah. <laughs> um so yeah supports? I, I, got any supports announced or? i don't know nah. at the moment i don't know it'll be interesting if who, mm. who they pick actually i get the feeling that they might not even have control over that i think that'll probably be a maybe Mm, I'll be possible. one minute of silence. Yeah, <laughs> 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 oh, I saw them live too, and ooh, I've seen them live. Honestly, in one year, I saw them live six times. Six. Supporting, supporting six times. Six, yep. I think they played that, every venue in Glasgow in one year. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, there you go. It's hard. Oh, I heard today Avril Lavigne is rescheduling her tour, and she came out with a new single today. Oh. I have not listened to it yet, hmm. and having said that, I can't wait to carry on not listening to it. <laughs> Dave will be right on like... it, because Dave's married to her, remember? Yeah. Look at this photograph. Are they still together? Are they not? I don't know. She must, if, if they're not, she just clearly just destroys men. I don't know if I've ever seen, like, because there was a point where like, there was photos of them together all the time, but I, I can't remember. remember. Married, I thought. I thought. Could be. I don't you know. should know this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you should know. Am I still a, married to as a, as a, as a self-proclaimed <laughs> Krogerite, you, you should know this. I mean, I, I, I like the music, but I wouldn't go as far as to say I know what he's doing in his love life. I'm not saying love life. I'm just saying if he's married or not. <laughs> like, well, that's like, Take it to the bedroom, eh? <laughs> Why'd you go and have to make this so complicated? I don't know. I don't know why he's, what, how big his cock is. I have no idea. No. <laughs> I didn't ask what size his dick was. Fuck's sake, man. And then he holds up a bottle as if to show yeah, it's this it, big. It holds up the biggest <laughs> bottle big. ever. And tastes like this too. Mm. <laughs> like Hoffenstein oh. and um, lovely. Uh, Penises yeah. already, yeah? Yeah, there we, yeah. Go. there we go. That's usually the point that we pivot out into a break. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> thank you, uh, Steve, for the first question. We've got another question coming up slightly later on in the show. Um, if I you want to ask us a question... Stevies. So Not we should just, put, we should just yeah. put a pin in it and just end this segment and now. Stevie's asked the best the... question, so we should never do this again. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Um, if anyone has any questions, you can uh, get in touch. Metalepidemic.com forward slash 
Ask Metal <laughs> Epidemic. <laughs> Raise your hand so I can ignore you. <laughs> <laughs> um, leave us a question for the next show. Um, but we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to play you some new music. Um, our first single of the podcast comes from one of the biggest names in modern hardcore. They announced their seventh studio album, Heavy Steps, will be released in January 2022 uh, via Nuclear Blast. And uh, they dropped a new single with that announcement. So, um, making a return, Comeback Kid, uh, with our follow-up to 2017's Outsider, which is an absolute belter. Check it out. Um, this one sounds like it's going to be pretty bitching also, if this new track is anything to go by. Plus, I saw the track listing today, and there's a track featuring Joe Duplante of Gojira. Oh. Yeah. Right in the middle of that album. Oh, and a hardcore album. Oh, can yeah. you imagine how nasty that riff sounds? Unless he's maybe not playing riffs, maybe he's just doing vocals. Could be. Could be. I'm not going to be allowed to stand up for the next five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> We're not on video, okay? That's fine. Yeah. Oh, good. All right. Well, we, <laughs> well, yeah. we are, but you're not. good with that, though. Um, so, see what you make of this one. Um, this is a track called Heavy Steps. Um, by Comeback Kids and we'll be back right after this. Fuck! 
there we go, bit of Comeback Kid uh, from the new album, dropping on January 21st on Nuclear Blast. Uh, check the band out, facebook.com forward slash comeback.kid. So, um, what have we been listening to over the last wee while, gents? Anything of interest? I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. Um, I think I think the first one we need to talk about, there's, there's, there's one that we need to discuss, which I'm pretty sure all three of us have listened to. <laughs> See how he looked right into our souls when he said that? <laughs> um, I, I actually messaged you guys when I was listening to it. Um, and uh, <laughs> I think it was about four tracks in at the time when I was listening to it. Um, Mastodon, Hushed and Grim. Mm. Um, Mastodon. Double album <laughs> from Mastodon. Um, I, yeah, so I messaged you guys, I was about four, as I said, I was about four tracks in at the time, and I was literally dying, I was just like, this is fucking boring, the life out of me, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> fucking torture, it was just doing nothing for me, Abs- like nothing whatsoever, um, it just sounded like Mastodon being Mastodon, um, but weirdly, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, it does. The first four tracks absolutely do. Track five, there's a track called uh, the, Beast. "The Beast." The Beast. That was the first moment on the album where I felt like I was listening to something a little bit more kind of thought-provoking from Mastodon, um, a bit more of a kind of slow burn type track. Um, I had almost like a kind of like country kind of rock kind of guitar mm-hmm. vibes, you know, going on, um, and some of the vocal lines as well, actually. And then the track after was something about a skeleton, skeleton of splendor. Of splendor. Also, it was quite interesting as well. More kind of atmospherics, lighter guitars and vocals. And there are a few moments like that kind of scattered throughout the album. Like, and I felt like on those moments, it, it felt like they weren't just kind of phoning it in. Um, I liked those moments, um, but an hour and a half. Come on, to fuck, man what the fuck is going on there like an hour and a half in mastodon i just can't i just can't do it i just can't i won't i just can't um, my other issue is i don't like the production on that album at all i i will side with you on that and that is all i will <laughs> say all else though that's yeah absolutely nothing else um musically i is... find it really interesting like yeah, it's, yeah, vocally, too, really vocally i think it's maybe one of the best uh, love the vocals uh there's, there's the... too much of the of one guy on it um, not Brent, the other guy. He's going all out, isn't he? What's the other guy? What's that other cunt's name? There's three of them that sing, so not the drummer, so not Troy. No, I thought Troy was the bassist. Troy's the bassist. Sorry. Troy. Troy. Brent. Brent's the drummer. No. Brent's the guitarist. <laughs> right. So the drummer. Oh, yeah, not a fan. Um, I can't yeah. remember the name. Who remembers the name of a drummer? There's, there's one of them. Phil that... Collins. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Collins. Imagine um, Phil Collins and Mastodon. Oh like, my god! I, I think Brent might turn around and smack him in the face. Bran, Bran, no, isn't it? Bran. Is it Bran? He was in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, Bran. He was the third eye raven. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Or three eyes blind. That's who he was. Three eyes blind. Bran. Bran Daler. Anyway, whatever. I don't know, but there, there's one of them that's not as kind of as much on this album as it has been on past albums. I felt it was a little bit one-sided vocally. Mm. Um, but anyway, the production, um, 
very thin in places, and yes. that snare sound is fucking garbage. That's a bad snare. It, like, it, is... it hit me. It, what was interesting about it is it didn't hit me on the opening track as much, but right. the crux, the second track, there's yeah. a bit where the snare accents something. Mm. Uh, it comes in like to accent part of the riff, and every time it hit, it sounded like tin garbage cans <laughs> being hit. Um, yeah. yeah, like just like puzzling, like a, yeah. a, a puzzling production. It was putting me it. off. It was just every time I heard that, was like, what? Who mm. the fuck? Okay, this fucking nonsense. Um, but yeah, the runtime also just was a killer for me. I just I, I can't get through an hour and a half. I mean, it, if you break it up into bits, fair enough. But I just yeah. It's for me. It's like it's it's not a bad album. Like I don't think they've ever released a bad album, but it's kind of way down the list. If I was ranking their back catalog, it would be quite far down the list. Down the I mean, for me, if if you put on Mastodon and that's the only thing I was allowed to listen to for the rest of my life, I'd be happy with that. It's fine with me. I don't give a fuck. I love this album. I thought it was great. <laughs> Production, yeah, I can get that. I wasn't a fan of the snare either, but I mean, at least it's a real one. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> well, it is a real snare, but it doesn't sound particularly real. It doesn't really have a natural sound. probably just sound went yet. for something weird. You know, and also, also, I would argue, not that I want to be contentious here, if the sound of a real snare sounds shit, then replace it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, if, that, if, that's not the justification <laughs> for, if that's not the justification for using tampering in a studio, then I don't know what is. If, you're, yeah. if your snare sounds shit, don't record it. Yeah, yeah. certainly agree, but... Mastodon be Mastodon. Yeah. <laughs> Musically, I thought it was really... I, I, Some of those riffs absolutely had yeah. me floored to the fucking ground. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I, enjoy, was... I enjoyed the... the yeah. I don't even have an issue with the runtime. But then no, my really? I think my favourite Mastodon album was the longest until this one. <laughs> I love Crack the Sky, and Crack the Sky is about yeah. an hour in length. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of those songs were too long for some people but i thought they were just right so yeah i I didn't find myself getting bored at all i've only listened to it three times i will stress so i've not (laughs) i've not done the deep dive on it but all three times i enjoyed what i was listening to except the production i i i 100 agree with that It, it it surprised me i don't even know who did the production on this album um, oh, I was meaning to do a bit of research on that, but didn't do it. Um, and I will keep talking now as a stalling tactic for Dave <laughs> using the internet. Um, <laughs> but it's it's such a departure from like the the hunter like production is fucking huge. Um, and then that last one they did, which I can't remember the name of it. Um, it was Once more around the sun. Yeah, it had a huge production on it as well. So this one was a bit thin in bits. Uh, fucking uh, joking me. Who? Dave Bottrell. Huh? Dave Bottrell. So, fucking Dave Bottrell fucking okayed that snare. Well, so Dave now, Bottrell's well, done well, fucking... Now, now, we're, now we're getting into murky territory because Dave Bottrell also did that Mudvayne album which has all the great songs but the production he did. shit. He did. So, but he also uh, did things like Lateralis. Yes, although like, that's... Yeah, he did, Lateralis is... Um, is the is the high watermark of Dave Bot- Day Bottrell um, stuff. He's Maybe done a few... He's done a really... A couple of the good um, Silverchair albums mm-hmm. as well. Which I really liked. All right, has done some stained albums, so maybe just okay. So right, fair enough. Dave Bottrell maybe fucked this up. So. I think I think he's I think he's fucked it up a little bit. But I also <laughs> think that Mastodon are big enough a band that if they didn't like the sound of it, that wouldn't have went out like that. Mm. Yeah. As and they're also big enough of a band if they love the snare sound and the producer was like, "This isn't great." They'd be like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Use Mastodon win on this one. So this yeah. is their album and it's this length and they get final say on all of it because mm. they're that size of a band. True. So the buck True. stops with them. Um yeah, weird. 
So it is, yeah, that's, I, that's the, the, I completely agree with you on that aspect. The rest, not so much. I would also say, though, if I was ranking them, this album, probably I would agree with you. I think it comes in nearer the bottom, but then I think Mastodon's back catalogue is pretty fucking impeccable. So even by putting it close to the bottom, yeah. it's still like a head and shoulders above a lot of shit that I've listened to this year. Yeah. By, oh, by like easily. But um, And even you know, what you're saying about the vocals, I, I, I wasn't aware that, you know, I was missing another voice as much. Hmm. Don't know. Don't know. Weird one. Yeah, I wasn't really missing any voices, to be honest. I was like, mm. I think it, there's one of their tones that I really like. Yeah. And it was his that just didn't seem to be there as much. The guitarist, it must be. Yeah, I can yeah. Remember. He does I the higher, kind of higher, kind of almost Aussie sounding voice. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So he's the one with all the fucking. Can never That's... remember his name. He's got all yeah. the Brent Hines. Brent Hines. Brent, not Brent. 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 Well, he's Brent, and you are right. The drummer is Bran. Fuck all y'all out there, <laughs> right? Suck my dick, right? The other guitarist is Bill. But no one no. remembers him except no. he's got a handlebar moustache. Yeah. And the bassist is Troy. And Troy, Troy Sanders, right. Troy yep. Sanders, that's right. There we go. There we are. There we go. Glad we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> one of the biggest metal bands. In the... yeah. like, we can name every member of Metallica and none of us really love Metallica. I know. <laughs> I mean, we name every fucking member of that band, though. Oh, dear. Well, listen, if we're being contentious, yeah. let's just keep the ball rolling here. That new Slipknot single sucks. <laughs> we were just talking about that before we started recording. That, it's so. not very good. I don't. I'd like. I'm, I was reading I comments. Don't know. After oh. the massive suck fest that was, we are not your kind. It yeah. was like, oh, What's we're that? being experimental. I'm just like, just fuck off. See if you. But it's see... it's better. It's better than that. It's got some bite to it. This is what I said earlier. It's got a bit of bite to it. It's got a little bit of an Iowa vibe. And then you get about a minute in. It's like, well, you just got nothing to be angry about anymore. So stop writing angry songs, you fucking bastards. Uh, (laughs) I mean, uh, if if we're going down that road, right, then I could say that me driving a fucking three-wheel Skoda, which is full of rust marks and missing a door, looks great when it's parked beside a dumpster fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is like yeah. I, I'm not. That's I'm all like, I'm saying. I, I, like I was reading the comments online and people are like, "Yeah, they're back," and I'm like, "Are they?" No. Because not if by that any song, okay, right now, if that song had been on either of the first two albums, it would have been the worst fucking song on either mm-hmm. of the first two albums. Yeah, definitely. It just doesn't have. It doesn't have any. It sounds like rehashed. Like it sounds like B-side fucking yeah. Iowa riffs. Corey yeah. Taylor's voice is fucked. He should just yeah. stop doing the screamy shit. He doesn't have it anymore. He can sing. No. Let him do country. Um, yeah. Like he can't do what he's doing anymore. And like all that percussion shit, far too loud in the mix. It really is. It's so fucking it's loud. All clown. It's all but, clown now. I know, but all I'm so glad the they time. used to. <laughs> I'm so glad they used a different producer though, because the last one was like, let's just back off the gain and back it off some more and back it off some more. And this time they've actually got some fucking the songs about a serial killer, edgy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Honestly, like, oh, it's a, yeah. I'm so I can't get excited for that band anymore. They've shat no. my mouth too many times, and the taste is dead. <laughs> Especially after that Sean Crayon solo project pissing Ooh. about the fucking yeah. synthesizer for bad. seven minutes on YouTube and the here's, whole world pissed themselves here's with a, here's happiness. Here's a sound bite for the internet right now. I would rather listen to Dad Vibes by Limp Biscuit than listen to the new song by Slipknot. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, at least that was fun. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's what's missing. Slipknot are taking themselves 
far too serious. They are becoming a parody of themselves. They've become it's... a parody. That was up. That yeah. was like at least two albums ago. Those first two albums were fucking insane. And like after that, I was like, maybe you should back it up. And they're like, yeah. no. <laughs> See, there's a point where even Alice Cooper was doing things like Sesame Street. So yeah. like, there's a point where you kind of have to just accept the yeah. gimmick and move on yeah. instead mm-hmm. of trying to be all edgy. The <laughs> problem, you know, what the problem is, Slipknot has influenced an entire legion of bands in the last 20 years that are heavier and more interesting than Slipknot. Mm-hmm. True. So whenever yeah. they come back trying to be heavy, I'm like, is this heavy Slipknot? Yeah. <laughs> is it? Is it edgy Slipknot? Is it? Yeah, I, th- I think they've peaked, to be honest. Oh, they peaked a while ago, dude. Yeah, it was a long time we're on ago. The, we're peaked. on the... Like 2004 or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a while ago. Yeah. Do something yeah. else. Do something different. I mean, they lost two of their pr- pr- well, their primary songwriters, yeah. so I'm not really fucking surprised. I mean, mm. all strength to the new drummer and bassist. They're very talented, but they're just not Joey and uh, Paul. Mm. Yeah. Just not. It's just like... So no, why try wasn't... and sound like... You, exactly, you know what I mean? Right? Why, why go... Yeah. We spoke about this with Lama God. You clearly <laughs> don't have Chris Adler on drums anymore. Why get a drummer in who's emulating Chris Adler? Just, yeah. just do something else. Yeah. Um, that's literally all you have to do. So, uh, yeah. Um, no, I, I was the, like, so uninteresting. <laughs> like, really, really, the really, first really, time really I listened like, to it, I was like, oh, yeah, this has got a bit of it. And then I got yeah. about a minute and I was like, eh, fucking whatever. We, we, like, you came in all, you were like a kid on Christmas morning yeah. coming downstairs in our crack. chat room. All mm-hmm. happy, getting ready to open your presents, and me and Dave had put a fucking turd in a box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we told you it was a turd in a box just before you opened it. Yeah, that's that's what that chat was like. You were like, "I'm telling you right now, guys," and I was like, "Is it?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I listened to it a few other times, and I was like, "Yeah, you're right. This is just yeah." I don't oh. know. And listen, and no one would be happier than I for Slipknot to come out with something that bucks. Yeah, but me too. I don't I'd love think that. We have it anymore? I was obsessed with that band twenty years ago, mm-hmm. and like we all were. But yeah. like nowadays, I'm like, you know what? Just pack it up. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> yeah. So you shame. So you shame. Anyway, um, I have a um, list of things I have been listening to that I did enjoy. So. <laughs> on, the, on the last podcast, Duncan, you did mention a band name, and you said. You know what? For the next podcast, we should listen to this. Oh, dude! Honestly, I still can't stop listening to it. It's it's uh, it's in my top ten for the year. It may crack my top five. I shit you not. I fucking love this. I like unabashedly, hands down, love this band. And I took, I didn't take that piss. I like. We we all had a giggle at the band's name Mm. because it sounds like someone that shags buttholes, Um, (laughs) or someone that's had a bad day. Had a bad day. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sounds yeah. like a little bit of that. But the song that caught my attention, like the one that I was like, oh, yeah, like we, we should like we should at least at a minimum listen to I Want to Punch Bruce Springsteen in the Dick. The band are called <laughs> Bummer. The, the, the album is called Dead Horse. Dude, this album is fucking front to back fucking awesome. <laughs> Anyone disagree? <laughs> <laughs> No. I've listened to it a couple of times actually, and I have to say I I quite agree. Creepies. <laughs> Great. Yeah. That production is filth. I know, just pure filth all the way through. The singer yeah. looks like he's on a gap year from art college. 
he sounds he yeah. sounds like he's he gargles with sulfuric acid. It doesn't match. I feel I so sorry for them. The uh, they posted I don't know if you like posted earlier on Facebook today that their touring van has broken down. That looks like a piece of shit van, mm. piece of shit van. It's mm. broke down, but basically they can't tour without that van sort of set up like a paypal thing for people to donate money to get them back on the road that's how humble these guys are yeah dave i i made you listen to this and you were kind of like eh, 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 you and did. then you did and then i i i didn't expect it to be great at all <laughs> with a name like bummer i was like this is gonna suck but um <laughs> this was a big surprise actually um this oh. is a really decent release mm. um kind of like like to give you an idea of what they sound like, they're kind of like a like a sludge punk meets noise rock kind of thing going on. I thought they um, were like a sludgy Napalm Death. <laughs> it's like if Napalm Death decided to release a sludge album, yeah. it would be Dead Horse by Bummer. Yeah, I, I was kind of getting like a very like kind of like a description, <laughs> like a like helmet meets like Ken Mode or oh, Unsane. Um, it's very like abrasive and chaotic sounding. Um, there's a wee bit every time I die in there as well at times. 100%. Um, it's tight. It's very tight. Mm. I have to give them that. Well executed. And it's like it's under half an hour. So you can like get through this. You can't this. get sick of it. No. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Big surprise, actually. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. There we go. Every Bummer now and, and again. Horse. I don't, you know what? I would never have even remotely paid interest to them if they didn't have that song title. <laughs> and I think there's a part of them, like, if you read their press and all the rest, they're apparently a very sardonic band, which makes me love them even more. Yeah, <laughs> like, so, uh, yeah, so Bummer um, and Dead Horse. Like, please check it out, guys, honestly. Like, I I want to will them to come to school. Uh, I would love to. Could you imagine seeing Ooh. them in Tots, Dave? Oh, oh, yeah, death, yeah, death. That's what it would be. Um, let me let me swing in like on the other end. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about bands that usually do sound for, like filth, but have released a acoustic EP. <laughs> uh, this is Cancer Bats. You'll never break us. Slash Separation Sessions Volume Two. Mm. So um, their guitarist recently left the band Which yeah. surprised me a little bit Scott left the band um, And they're in the process of writing their new album And doing like a mini tour of some description Basically this EP is reworkings of different songs And what I love about it is It's not just we'll just make them acoustic But we'll just play the song which yeah. all bands do when they release acoustic albums and it mm. fucking irritates me because if you're a metal band they want to hear metal versions if you're doing an acoustic one restructure them rearrange yeah. them for those yeah. instruments otherwise what's the fucking point mm -hmm. and that's exactly what this is mm. um, they've changed the names around a little bit to funny ones so instead of bricks and mortar it's bricks and mandolins and more tambourines <laughs> uh, which I kind of love um, I love this I like, like and the thing about it is I would never like Liam the vocalist has such an abrasive sounding voice I would never have put him on an acoustic album in a million years because I personally think it wouldn't work. He's tonal, he has a tonal voice, but I can't imagine it being smooth. Um and it's not smooth necessarily, it's still got a bit of the ruggedness about it. Fucking really works. Really, 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 yeah. really works. Um 
some of the songs, the the kind of composition at times, I'm like, you're going to maybe a little bit too far off what the original mm. song sounds like, yeah. but not to the point where I was like, right, you've just written a new song. <laughs> Keep some of the old lyrics <laughs> yeah. over it. Um, I thought it was a great listen. It's short. It's under 20 minutes, five mm. tracks. Um, and if you're a Cancer Bats fan and you are awaiting that next release, which you know will be a banger, it is worth checking out. Dave, I, I swung your suggestion for this. Did you get a chance to check it out? Yeah, I did, yeah. What and I was... I was quite surprised because, like, when that first track kicks in, was it "Hail the Acoustic Destroyer"? Destroyer or something like, like that. What, what the fuck is this? I was like, is, "Is this the same song?" Mm. And but then obviously you start to hear the lyrics and the vocals are like, "That, that fucking is that's Hail Destroyer." What the fuck? So I like the fact that they kind of just you know tweaked it a little bit um, mm-hmm. for the acoustic versions. Yeah, I enjoyed this. I could I could totally see myself going back to this. So I'm looking for something just kind of chilled. Yeah. Um, but like you know the songs at the same time, which is cool. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd definitely um, recommend that one. Check that one out. Um, you'll never break us separation sessions. Uh, you'll never it. break us separation sessions volume two, which makes me yeah. think there's a volume one out there which I couldn't find. <laughs> 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 I was getting irritated because I was like, I would, I would, li- I would listen to more of this. So um, it probably is out there. Just iTunes is being a dick. Beyond that, yeah. So um, I, uh, I came across a band on Spotify called um, Black Sites. Oh. Um, and I was, I was sitting listening to it, and I'm thinking to myself, I think I was playing the PS4 at the time, and I had it on, I was like, this, I know this guy's voice, I was like, is this, have I heard this band before? So I'm looking at my phone, and I was like, Black Sites, no, I don't know this band, but this guy sounds so familiar. So I was like, hold on a minute, onto Google, fucking start banging away in the old Google, and uh, the singer's name comes up uh, as a guy called Mark Sugar, and I'm like, Mark Sugar? Uh-huh. It's like, that sounds kind of familiar. Mm-hmm. Slight wonder. What other bands he's been in so it turns out he is the former vocalist of chicago thrash groove band trials oh we were talking so, about them recently as well i know i know so Fuck we it. uh we were into trials like a long time ago we reviewed their albums on rock and reel back mm-hmm. in the day um they put out some fucking awesome albums Mickey. and then they kind of just called it a day um so this is his kind of new band um it's it's kind of it's, it's slightly more traditional and more kind of classic sounding and and that kind of metal vibe. So, um, it's, I mean, it still has like some thrash influences in there, um, well, a bit of prog and stuff. But his vocals are so distinctive. Mm. Like I was like this, like when as soon as I heard it, I was like, I know that guy. Why do I know that guy's voice? Um, he doesn't. He's never really done much kind of like screaming and stuff. It's all pretty much melody, but he's really good at what he does. Um, and I've went back to this album quite a few times over the last month. Um, so it's a really interesting listen. Um, not something I would normally listen to, like style wise, but um, it's actually really well done. Um, Untrue, the name is the album. The name of the album is um, Black Sites of the band. So um, if you like a bit of kind of more kind of traditional, kind of classic metal, but a little bit of thrash in there as well, then give that one a listen. Quite enjoyed it. Um, I've tried to pick stuff that like is a little bit more kind of unknown rather than going through the kind of the big hitters. Um, oh. Tell you about another good one I found. A, a Belgian progressive metal band. Um, they've also got a bit of kind of post metal in there. They're called Hippo Tractor. Yeah, right? you sent this to me. Oh, did I? Right, cool. Yes, you um, did. Uh, Meridian's the name of the album. That's right. Yes. Um, this is really fucking good. It's I excellent. Really enjoyed this. It's really, um, really, really good. You sent this to me saying you will like this. I was like, oh, right, I'll give this a, I'll, I'll give this a listen to. I don't always listen to everything Dave sends me. I'll be <laughs> or sometimes it takes me about a month to catch up on it. But the name alone, 
Um, yeah. I was kind of struggling to see it, uh, and then I thought it sounded like a hippopotamus that had been converted into a tractor, <laughs> and that made me laugh a lot. Um, like, too much, because I'm a bit juvenile that way, and then I switched yeah. on, and not what I was fucking expecting at all. No. Um, really well, they, I looked into them. They were originally an instrumental band, um, but now that they've got the psychonaut vocalist in the band, guy called Stefan de Graaf, ah, right. um, and he's excellent, actually. Um, it's got, he's got a real kind of real kind of like decimating tone for the aggressive stuff but it also has some really nice clean vocals as well um their sound they, they definitely have a bit of that kind of post-metally kind of like psychonaut the ocean type mm -hmm. thing a little bit of gojira and um lln as well a little bit um but then vocally it's very varied um yeah. there's even like some of the vocals are even a little bit kind of mastodonish in places as well um he's got that whole kind of like tonal vocal thing down to a t um, and this one, I think, is, is really kind of flying under the radar. I haven't mm -hmm. heard anyone else talking about this, but definitely well worth your time. A bit of a kind of unknown gem. Um, I've been through it a good four or five times. And I think it keeps getting better every time you listen to it as well. Um, so check that one out. It's Hippo Tractor and uh, what, they, what was the album called? Meridian. 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 Yeah. Um, let me swing in with a single that I've been listening to almost obsessively. Um, so this is uh, Patrick Walker. Uh, formerly of Doom Band, I, I want to say it was The Warning or Warning, um, who now goes under the moniker 40 Watt Sun. Um, oh, yeah. So we, I, I'm on the old Svart mailing list, and whenever Svart sends anything out about anything coming out, I check it out. That's <laughs> um, how we found out about The Limit earlier on this year. Yeah. It's because they'd posted something about the limit, and I was like, oh my good God. Uh, and then Bug Dave, Bug Dave, Bug Dave, get it get it get it get it and then we got it that's amazing uh also smart have a tendency to <laughs> send you the press pack about four months before an album comes oh. out so you really can grow into the album yeah <laughs> you feel like you've been with yeah. it a long time before it's released um so uh, patrick walker i think he's he's english i want to say mm. he's from devon i remember reading that in the mm. press blurb um this is he's he's kind of new project 40 watts and i think he has put other stuff out it's a mm. brand new single called the spaces in between um from his forthcoming album which i don't know the name of it because i don't know if they actually put that in there uh, and it's about 10 minutes long and i fucking love it um <laughs> i like genuinely like this is like so chilled and so vulnerable and warm and rich and dark and moody and all the words that can be described to describe either a really good whiskey or this song. Um, <laughs> you know, full of character, Dave. Um, yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's it's a piano, like a it's guitar using, uh, sorry, a drum using brushes on the snare, as opposed to Ooh. actually hitting it. A little brush. <laughs> In metal? Um, Fucking hell. And some, uh, you know, some nice, like really, really nice guitar work. And it's it's fairly repetitive. Uh, it stays mm. within a, a relatively simple kind of song structure and key. Mm. But vocally, this uh, like about annihilated me. Uh, his voice is... It's so vulnerable sounding. Mm. It's like really like like the man's lived a million years and seen everything and like all the all the world's woes have captured have been captured in his lyrics. Um I think this is amazing. I like this to me 
like this album's coming out next year and I'm like that right we ladies and gentlemen we got a situation here <laughs> like, like, that's that's what we have right now because if the rest of the album is even half as good as this it's going to be mm. fucking awesome mm. and it's not n- n- normally something that I would gravitate to I do quite enjoy chill music every now and again mostly because I don't sleep much and it's very difficult to listen to extreme blast beats at three in the morning uh, so I tend to try and listen to it's mostly ambient electronica or stuff like that I would shove on later on uh, but this has been getting me through quite a lot of it um, I think this is fucking awesome so, nice. you listened to it Dave uh, yeah I liked yeah. that track yeah, yeah I did really enjoyed that yeah um, looking forward to hearing the, the full thing Talking about things that don't sound like The Species In Between by 40 Watson. Uh, Self-Loather by Ghostbath. That's right. <laughs> Holy fucking shit, is that a bleak album? Yes. <laughs> yes Just is. when you thought the previous one was like the fucking sarlacc pit of despair, um, <laughs> Self-Loather comes along. Not an album to listen to if you're already having a bad day. It might top you over the edge. Um, yeah. I like this. I yeah, liked it, but I liked the previous one. I know some people have issues with them, mm. and I will say that this album will not convert you if <laughs> those issues are still there. Kind of, kind of blackmailing. Um, but I, I, I think it's got, uh, it's got space and atmosphere and depth. Yeah. Um, which to me is the elements a lot of black metal bands should have because it would make them better. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. but yeah, it's a, a stellar album from them. It's I I think I prefer this to the previous one, if I'm honest. So mm. yeah, it's good. Uh, they kind of lean into that kind of post black thing yeah. pretty well. Um, but the guy's got absolute visceral tone, like it's so fucking nasty, man. It's so yeah. nasty. It sounds sore. Yeah, it does. You know what I mean? Like when you hear yeah. him, like when you hear him scream, like your throat just kind of dries out. <laughs> 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 like, so if you're listening to Ghost Bath, make sure you've got a glass of water with it. <laughs> it does. I don't. It just sounds sore, like yeah. all the way through it. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys any, any of you guys checked out um Starset. Um, they put oh. out a new album called Horizons. No. Um, I think I wanted kind... to check it out, and I never got around to it. Kind of. Kind of. A kind of mix of like it's got progressive metal elements, a bit of metalcore, a bit of a kind of kind of rock vibe as well. Um, I, I, for me, it kind of conjured up a kind of like like Era meets Vola, with a bit of Sky Harbor, that you know type of vibe somewhere in between there. Um, it's got a real kind of like grand kind of cinematic feel to it. The album, um, like in amongst all the kind of big riffs, there's a lot of melody and atmosphere. There's some strings, some synths. Um, it sounds huge. Like production sounds huge. Um, has a very kind of like modern metal sound you know everything sounds very pristine but um you know if you play this at volume it really like packs a punch um the, the vocalist is a guy called dustin bakes and he's got a really really nice tone his, his melodies are really nice um i think like it's, it's not quite as good as the new era album because that is like a, a really really fucking good metalcore album but um this is probably a little bit more commercial in places but really really decent album actually i really enjoyed it a I cool sound yeah um, the um, press shot for uh, for iTunes looks like they're on the planet Arrakis and Dune <laughs> on a giant sand dune looking away into this, the distance. Love it. Love it. Love yeah, it's it. cool. Um, we also got a surprise EP from um, Impending Doom. We did, yeah. Um, 
we uh, they, I think they released maybe one, two tracks, something like that, and then out of nowhere it was like EP's out today. I was like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> um, so they dropped a new EP called Hellbent, um, and like, there's no huge surprises here. <laughs> this is like skull crushing riffs, you know, so what I mean? heavy. which so yeah, heavy. which you know they've always been good at. Um, they've not they've not done much in a few years. Like mm. they've been pretty pretty quiet. Um, but like it doesn't sound like they missed a beat at all. Like they just pick up where they've left off. It's like here we go back. We just get right back into it. You know, it's it's deathcore, but it's got a very kind of modern kind of groove. You know, to it. So like if if the new Whitechapel just didn't cut it for you, then this five track release will fucking hoof you right in the boss. So um, give it a listen. Hell bent by bending doom. Quite enjoyed it. Hoofed you in the balls. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, yes, yes. Just That's the name of my next fucking punk band. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Oh. Um, I, uh, I've got one more. Anyone Anyone else got any? Anyone else? I have not been able to stop listening to that Green Lung album. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's still on repeat. Really it's top of my list. It's really fucking insane. Good. Every time I listen to it, I pick out something new and I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't know why I love this band so much. Hmm. I really don't. Because they're good. I just, because they're <laughs> that's, why, that's why you love it. Like, it's I don't like your track and convert often. us here on back. Yeah, yeah I know. I mean, we, like, we, like, you don't have to hide your shame for loving the group. It's a really no, no. fucking good album. I just don't latch on to bands so often anymore. And this one, I've absolutely just, it's hooked me in so much. I'm just spreading it to everybody I know like a plague. <laughs> you know, just coughing on, like, I've got the green lung. You have too. <laughs> <laughs> that and since the last Twitch stream, I've been listening to the Queen of the Down soundtrack. <laughs> I found the Jonathan. I found the Jonathan Davis recordings, and I was like, "He's oh, so Yeah, not the fucking David Draymond ones. No, you fuck that shit. Me. No, no, I do not. Take your chin piercings and fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's in the room. <laughs> So yeah, those two I've been just repeat. Oh, and uh, stack, I, I pre-ordered the twentieth twentieth um, anniversary edition of Machine by Static X, and they sent me a an MP3 download of a live song, and I listened to that once. <laughs> I was like, "Yep, that's a live song." Thanks, Static X. So, so, so what are they doing for the twentieth anniversary? Is that like well, they've re or? remastered it, re-releasing it. They've got like special merch. They've got a vinyl. Is they're they're a weird printing it on vinyl. Album to remaster. It's produced within an inch of its life. I know. But <laughs> like... you, li- you listen to it, it's like, yeah, it could it could be brought up to modern times, I guess. But they've done a vinyl version of it and stuff, so and they didn't have that previously. Yeah. So I, I pre ordered it and they sent me a whole bunch of stuff. But I love that album. I absolutely it's one of them my favourite albums of twenty years ago, so I'm biased. But they sent me the one song, it's like, Oh, is this gonna be like a bonus song that never made it to the album? <laughs> no. Nope. No. It's live, like thanks. You... Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Making some money off a dead guy, nice. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, what have I got? I've got one more. Um, so my last pick of my uh, my listening history of over the last month is some really fucking exciting hardcore from a new Danish band. Ooh, Denmark um, killing it. Yeah, they are. Um, a band called Anti Ritual. Hey, you pronounce that really well. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> I'm, I feel like I'm just practically Danish now, Kyle. Um, it just just rolls off the tongue so easily. 
Um, <laughs> people great. were like, what the fuck are they talking about? We have a review that's about to drop um, <laughs> on YouTube. And it's just all sorts of wrong. Yeah. Just the band sorts. are called Nightlife. Because um, <laughs> that's how I pronounce them. Because uh, that's what it looked like to me, right? And yeah. I was like, it's yeah, as good as anything else. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely one to watch. Definitely give that one a watch. Not if you're Danish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, if you're Danish, probably just steer clear of that. Um, it's quite insulting. Um, <laughs> so, uh, this, uh, unintentionally. Yeah, unintentionally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we just show up with, like, <laughs> we just show up with bacon in Danish. <laughs> oh, like Dave's putting his finger in a dike. Or is that the Dutch? That's the Dutch, sorry, isn't <laughs> it? That's, that's the Dutch, that's not the Danish. Uh, like, we bring a little mermaid out. That's the, that's the Danish. I, I know. I've been to Copenhagen. Chopping its head off. <laughs> and it is a little mermaid, by the way. The fucking thing yeah. is full, full, Like, whenever you see pictures, thing looks massive. Fucking tiny. It's about as tall as that black metal singer yeah. I met in Oslo. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's about as small as Chad Kroger's penis. <laughs> On a cold day. Anyway, Dave, Dave's <laughs> uh, yeah. band anti anti ritual anti ritual. Anti ritual. Uh, yes. The album is called Expel the Leeches. It's their first album. This is a bit of a banger, gents. Um, Ooh, let's get that downloaded. Dave's it doesn't. It does not sound like a band dropping their first album. That's for sure. It is. Um, it's very abrasive. It's. It's almost. It's almost kind of blackened oh. at times, mm. um, and it's pretty much full throttle for like half an hour. Um, but what they do really well is they, they keep you on your toes. They've got tempo changes. They've got like bits of like grindcore in there. There's bits where they go a bit more deathy. There's a huge dose of like kind of darkened melody and all those kind of like elements combined um, really just keep you engaged the whole way through this. It's a very accomplished debut album um, and I'm, I'm definitely excited to hear what You're these guys the do biggest next. biggest selling point, Dave. 30 minutes long. <laughs> yes, that is an is. album I will listen to tomorrow. Twice. <laughs> A big selling point right there. Um, but yeah, very impressive. Really enjoyed it. Um, anti-ritual and expel the leeches. Give that a listen. See what you think. Um, that's me. Uh, anything else? For anything hey, one else? that you recommended to me, actually. Oh, oh. You've got, like, all about the recommendations this last month. Oh. Uh, Modern Escapism by Blanket. Oh, I thought, I mean, I listened to that. I thought, I think Duncan, Duncan will like that. Like <laughs> and guess what? Duncan really liked that. <laughs> um, it helps that there's a guest appearance from Ghost on it, mm. which, um, which yeah. you know, like, just sweetened the paella. Um, it does. I don't know if that's a phrase it is now. Sweet paella. It's really, really, really good. It's, Cindy, it's huge. It's mm. it's kind of it's kind of alt metal. I would say yeah. is probably the best way to des- describe it. But I love the vocals. Um, it's not anything that you haven't heard before, but it's high caliber for that. So yeah. uh, very easy to listen to. Like everything sounds, every song sounds huge. Like it sounds like it should be played in an arena. So yeah. kind of like a slightly heavier, more industrial car park north. Mm. That's what I would say. Yeah, less poppy. But yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was uh, Modern Escapism by Blanket. Blanket. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. So, there you go. There's your um, your listening uh, selection for the next month, ladies and gents. If you if you like the sound of any of those, check them out. Let us know what you think. 
Uh, I'm going to play a little single for you um, on the show, and then we're going to do our first album review just right after that. Um, our next single of the podcast comes from a Houston, Texas death metal quintet called Malignant Altar. Um, after forming in 2018 and releasing two demos, the band are getting ready to drop their debut album, Realms of Exquisite Morbidity, on December 10th. Um, the first single, Right of Krazu, has been just released. Uh, it's a bit of a mammoth, um, so get your ears around this one. This is Right of Krazu by Malignant Alter, and we will be back right after this.
There we go. Bit of malignant altar there for you. Um, if you like what you hear, um, check them out. Malignantaltar.bandcamp.com. Um, they don't have a Facebook because fuck social media. So uh, if you want to hear them, Bandcamp. Check it out. Yeah, I can respect that. Social media is a fucking plague. Yeah. Member and subscribe to us on Instagram and on Facebook. <laughs> Get yourself yeah, some like... of that plague. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on YouTube. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, comment, and subscribe. <sighs> mm-hmm. Smash that fucking button. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, there we go. Malignant altar. Um, but, gentlemen, it's that time, once again. It's album review time, gentlemen. Oh, goody. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't mean it to come out sarcastic. Can't handle all that excitement. I, I didn't mean it to come out sarcastic. And once again, the angle of my the angle of my camera makes me look like I'm fucking Wonder Woman. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Those are devil horns for anyone out there. It is devil. Sure, I'm going to yeah. wear my t-shirt like this now, so it's like... <laughs> yeah, um, So for this review... Over here. <laughs> um, Duncan, Kyle and I have been checking out a new album from New York Sludge Trio, Restless Spirit. The band's new album, Blood of the Old Gods, will be released on December 10th via Life's Blood Records. So, um, this is the second album from this New York trio, which uh, follows up the 2019 album Lord of the New Depression. Uh, the band also have four EPs under the belt. Um, however, this album was recorded by Evan Perino at Shellshock Audio and mastered by Bill Henderson at Azimuth. Um, Blood of the Old Gods is a concept album focused around the idea of going against the status quo and defying a society built around gratification through excess manipulation and deception. The realization that your heroes, your friends, your family can sometimes be the worst perpetrators of the things you despise. Tells the struggle of simply doing what you feel is right, and while we are told that that is an easy task, it's simply not always true. This world is due for a change as destructive as the path forward may be. There you go. I'm trying to make that all dramatic there. If you um, succeeded, I was riveted. I thought so. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Um, you have a career in audiobooks. <laughs> face for podcasting <laughs> um so um i uh hat for never... cold band <laughs> <laughs> um i'd never heard of these guys before restless spirit um so i did you know a little bit a little bit of researching on the old uh, old internet um that thing that thing they called the internet um and um i checked out their uh their previous album uh from 2019 um, it definitely had a bit of a, a kind of darker kind of tone than uh, than Blood of the Old Gods. Um, the riffs um, on this album and, and also the vocal melodies are far more kind of upbeat, in my opinion. Um, there was also there was a, a mention of um, type of negative in the press release for this album, and uh, when I was listening to it, I was like, I don't really hear it. I, yeah. I Once again, really... I, I I don't think you have listened to type of negative. I don't think it's like the gothier sides, but I think that I think there's a I think there's a like typo had at times delved into the the kind of doomy the doomy side of music and it is is rife throughout this album. Well, I I didn't really notice it in this album, to be honest. But 
when I listened to the 2019 album, I could see, you know, where the reference was coming from. It definitely had more kind of gloomy tones, um, especially vocally on that last album. So I, I could see where it was coming from, but I didn't really notice it as much on this one. Um, Honestly, I was listening to it, and then yeah, I, I read the thing like halfway through the album. I was like, what? All right, if you say yeah. so. Uh, <laughs> I, I can say that uh, I can see it as being adjacent as opposed to being. Oh, interesting. Next um, to <laughs> <laughs> um, This album for me had more of a, a kind of like spirit adrift uh, meets kind of like chemist or um, a kind of like age of truth type vibe. Like it's, it's got a kind of sludgy core, but there's definitely like hints of a more kind of traditional metal, kind of heavy metal, and also kind of some stoner type characteristics as well. Um, I think after listening to this album, I think for me, where this album is best is as vocally like i think it reminds um, me of the singer from the sword yes 100 percent. to the word right with talking um just again one mind. <laughs> one mind one mind either that or too much time together one probably of the, the latter probably the latter yeah <laughs> um he um he's a he's a great tone yeah. i really liked uh, paul the vocalist tone um and i thought like after listening to that last album you could hear he sounded way more confident on this album like his delivery on this album was way more confident he's less kind of hesitant about kind of going for kind of bigger notes so he pulls it off really well on this album um i think the melodies are well are, are, are also kind of far more accomplished on this release um they really kind of like sink their hooks in um whereas i felt on the, the 2019 album they weren't maybe quite just you know quite as memorable as they are here um, but I think that also goes for the music. I think um, the, the music on this is really good as well. I, I love the acoustic intro, um, and I'm not one for intros really. Like I can kind of take it or leave it, but I loved the kind of the chords they picked on the intro. Um, you know, it kind of gave that feeling of something was kind of building up before they like unleash uh, on uh, Judgment and Exile. Um, and you can hear like from that track, the songwriting in general has moved up a notch from that last album. Um, I don't think this is necessarily quite as heavy um, as that last album overall. Lord of the New Depression definitely leaned more on the kind of sludge and doom. Um, but I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think this is this kind of more, you know, I wouldn't say it's accessible, a little bit more accessible than the previous album. I think it'll probably draw more more listeners in, to be honest. Um, and I think that, that track, Judgment in Exile, is the perfect way to kick this album off. It's uh, one of the strongest tracks on the album, in my opinion. Um, it's not the only highlight, though I enjoyed um, Crooked Timber of Humanity. Um, really, some really cool riffs on there, the way they kind of infuse a sludge with that bit of melody really catches your ear. Um, and the, the inclusion of uh, the little bit of acoustic guitar throughout the track added a nice texture to it as well. Um, Cascade Immolator um, was also another good one, probably the heaviest track on the release, um, but it's still got little flashes of melody in there where it needs it. Um, there are little bits in there that remind me of the sword, as you said. Um, like their kind of probably older sword, like uh, like Age of Winters type kind of era material, rather than like not so much like high country, but a, a bit older stuff. Yeah, um, it's got get definitely got more of a kind of bite to it. Um, maybe yeah, not maybe in more in line with like a kind of Red Fang as well. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I really dug that one. Really dug that one as well. Um, the uh, the groove on that track, um, Cascade um, Emulator, um, just like really infectious like you just you can feel your head going as soon as they kick into that um same with the title track um i like that kind of uh kind of more kind of upbeat kind of tempo on that one um because i did find like the time i got to that title track i was like okay rhythmically we're needing something just 
you know, a little change. It was starting mm-hmm. to get a little bit kind of samey, a little bit repetitive. So it, it came at a good moment um, in the album. It's got a little bit of a kind of Mastodon vibe going on, especially on that track um, and the kind of like melodic kind of lead work. Um, but it's got a cool ending as well, very chunky and kind of riffy to begin with, but then gradually blends into like a more kind of minimalist kind of outro with acoustic guitars. Uh, the last track, um, Haunted, um, quite an interesting one. Um, I actually got a little bit of a green long vibe um, on the melodies, the vocal melodies. Um, but musically, it was probably the most like experimental of the album. Um, so it, it, that actually, that last track took me three or four listens to kind of, kind of just kind of take it all in. You know, there's a lot going on um, tonally. It interlaces the kind of light and dark kind of moments. Um, does it really well, and then I liked the, some of the ideas, especially the the really kind of melodic moment with the clean guitars in the middle um but it, it definitely that was the one the one track that i wouldn't say i, I struggle with it but I, I didn't hugely connect with it instantly it took me a little bit to get into it um and i get it's you know it's the last track in the album so you know as we've said bands do tend to go a little bit more experimental sometimes on a closing track um but i'm not sure that i'm not sure i liked it as much as the other tracks uh, not a bad track just like I felt like it was kind of missing like a, a bigger hook, maybe. Um, really good solo on it, though, I must admit. Um, yeah, this this was a really good album. I, I enjoyed this one. Um, I think the band as a whole sound more unified on this one. The, the rhythm section are very locked in. Um, a lot of the riffs are feel tighter, you know, um, more interesting this time around. Um, and I found this a more memorable listen than their last album. And I just like the last album. The length is spot on as well, like 38 minutes bang on the money you know it doesn't overstate its welcome at all um production also feels like quite thick quite earthy sounding um actually i think this isn't quite as dark as the last album but the production feels bigger here Mm -hmm. and the riffs actually feel Mm -hmm. like they have more weight to them um so i enjoyed this one overall and i enjoyed the the sound of it i liked the whole kind of aesthetic of the whole thing um how did you guys go on duncan what do you think of this one oh yeah there's a lot to like on this yeah um, I, I think the, the, the first thing that kind of hit me you mentioned the production it does have an, a, a, it has a there's a warmness to yeah. production that I think really aids it um, I think sometimes when kind of doing the kind of stonery stuff I think you can overthink production I think sometimes less is more in that capacity you know just let the instrument shine which mm. you get here um, for sure uh, vocally, this guy is is really, 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 really good. All I could yeah. all I could think about was the sword all the way through it. I <laughs> love the sword. <laughs> I absolutely love them. Um, and there's part of me that kind of misses the fact, although I love their journey to where they are now, there is a mm. part of me that still misses those uh, heavier moments that they had yeah. in their past. And I think in a lot of respects, Restless Spirit are kind of a version of that without... Like, riff-wise, they're not that much like old, the sword, but kind of production style and sound like in terms of like hugeness they, they certainly are uh, guitar wise yeah there's loads going on here like of, of influences plenty of Macedon plenty of Red Bang um, in there as well but not to the point where you're like oh you're clearly just trying to sound like or you, you know you're clearly just trying to be that's not the case at all it's like those elements are picked uh, picked and placed in moments that suit the song very talented guitars um on this as well i love the solos I, I like every solo i, I love and the acoustic stuff uh, particularly on the intro works really 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 well and it's a great opening track you're right it, it does kind of 
it brings you in yeah. in a way where you by the end of it you are eager to find out where you're going next um, it, like even on a track like the, the Reclaimer which is like a kind of short shortish kind of linking thing as well mm. um, which felt like a ballsy move at first like when I was looking at the like the list I was like alright there's a, three songs then there's another you know one intro two songs then potentially an interlude and then a yeah. couple of songs but yeah. like track two is like eight minutes long <laughs> like track mm. three is about six minutes long so I'm like I still <clears throat> maybe wouldn't have had it there I maybe would have had it after yeah. the next track but yeah. as a whole it didn't it didn't destroy anything for me or mm. didn't even feel like it was taking too much momentum out I think the placement's a bit weird I'm kind of with you on Haunted it's the it's the track that that was like we have spoken about before bands historically like to experiment on the last track and why not it's their fucking album um mm. but to me there is something where there's a concept in there i just don't necessarily think it fully fits with the album it's on mm. yeah it does kind of feel like it's detracted a little bit from the rest of what they were doing had they finished this on blood of the old gods um mm. this would have been a great ep yeah but it's not an EP, it's an album. Because uh, we live in a weird world where, like, between six tracks and seven tracks, it's albums. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, it would have been a really interesting EP. Uh, and you could have you, you know, moved the Reclaimer as a, maybe an intro into Blood of the Old Gods, and I would have liked that track listing. But it's not mm. bad by any... There's still plenty yeah. of things on it that work for me. Um, production, like I said before, I really enjoyed. It's not necessarily anything that you haven't heard done before no. um, and that genre is packed with bands now like it's like so many bands um, but there's enough in here that would make me come back and listen to them again and mm. there's enough in here to make me want to listen to more of them yeah. which I think is the big thing like in, in a sea of kind of stonery sludgy like metal bands that exist out there that are on their side of things so hitting the more, more kind of trad sound than necessarily going for the kind of vulgar nola sound mm. um, they stand out there's enough elements in here that raise them above the, the, the rest of the pack so yeah I, I found that I found that a really good listen um, yep. and not much to complain about really uh, with maybe a, some song placement and you know maybe the, the the last track which like I said before is the tends to be the artist's prerogative to do what they want you know like mm. you experiment go wild do whatever you want on that last track and it, yeah, I mean they did it they went they went for it I just don't necessarily think it gels uh, but out, out with that I love it also love 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 the album artwork um, it's like it's like fucking a, like a snapshot from a scene from Conan the Barbarian oh that's the one but it's got the kind of cliff the kind of yeah it's like a there. like a woman on a cliff looking up yeah. and there's yeah, that was some artist painting from the eighties, wasn't it? That they, just, they picked out. Is it? Yeah, Frank something. I love it. Yeah, it, could, it, could, it could be a it could be a still from Conan the Destroyer, mm. <laughs> not the Barbarian. That's a different one, one of the two. Yeah, no, the Destroyer has to be the Destroyer. It can't be the Barbarian. <laughs> the Destroyer has Grace Jones, and Grace Jones is hot. That's what. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> my obsession with Grace Jones aside, uh, what did yeah. Kyle think of this album? Kyle, I uh, I. Li- because I really like it. <laughs> that fucking bass tone, man. Nobody's mentioned it yet, but it is thick Saving as fuck. It for you. It's Saving it absolutely. For you. It drew me in and smacked me in the face and then said, have some more. And I was like, yes, please, daddy. 
Hello. Some do, I don't know what some at some point they just whack on that tone and the, the like whack, the distortion see. on the and it's just it's amazing. I love the bass. The production is fantastic, mm. nice and organic, but very tight. Yeah. And uh, the guitars sound massive. I love their use of fuzz. They're not using so much overdrive or distortion. It's definitely fuzz, and that's how you can get heaviness out of a fuzz pedal. To be honest, it's fucking amazing. Um, I like that they don't. That it's super. Super melodic. I didn't check check out the rest of their stuff, but I'm going to go back and do that because I really like this. But it's very melodic songwriting. Like the riffs are quite melodic. It's not like a lot of discordant stuff and chromatic. There's a bit, yeah. but they don't sacrifice heaviness when they want to be either. They mm. absolutely can go fucking hard and heavy, like on the uh, the back half of what Blood of the Old Gods. Mm. I think it's called. Yeah, it's track six. The back half of that song is just a whoa. <laughs> you know, it's mm. massive contrast to the rest of the album. I just thought it was incredible. I think I agree that Reclaimer song is like, eh, could have placed it a little bit better. But on the other hand, like we said, the first three songs are over 10 minutes in length altogether. So it's like, maybe it's okay to have a breather. It's not like it's a super light and airy breath of fresh air either. So, mm. <laughs> but um, I don't really see, I don't. I haven't really heard any other bands that sound exactly like this as well. I know you guys said that there's a lot of stuff that sounds quite similar, but I think I feel like they have their own identity and they're not. They obviously have influences, but they're not trying to emulate them. Mm. They're yeah. just saying, we like these bands, they influenced us. And it's like, yeah, I can see their influences, but I think mm. they've got their own sound, and their own voice, and their own identity as a band. Yeah. I think you'd be able to pick them out of a lineup. Not, there's loads of bands out there that you just can't. They all blend yeah. together. But I think these guys, they've definitely got that. So, mm-hmm. no, I really, really, really liked it. I love. I love how they sound. I cranked it up, you know, as loud as I could get it without hurting myself. It was like, oh, it sounds so good. <laughs> this is just the sound of a band having a fucking amazing time in the studio, and I love it. It sounds yeah. sounds exactly what metal should sound like, you know. Um, and I love that they're not scared to use a massive hook. They just, like, mm-hmm. whack it in. Massive vocal hook, massive riff hook. Just, mm-hmm. yep, let's get it stuck in your head. Yeah. Really varied musical, uh, melodic stuff. So, no, loved it. Really, really liked it. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, fairly positive then um, what did we think um, ratings for this one where would you go on Blood of the Old Gods um, I, th- I agree with, with all your comments really I, I wouldn't disagree with anything there to be honest I think um, yeah I'm the same Reclaimer was maybe I felt a little bit early but it's not an overly long album at the same time um, and that last track just I don't know there was just something stopped me from totally connecting with it um, so I think I think it's pretty solid for the most part. There's not a lot to kind of complain about here. Um, I'd probably go 4 out of 5 on this one. Uh, Duncan, what are you thinking? Marginally below you, but not much. Uh, 3.5 for me. Oh, okay. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Kyle? I'm going to be on the same level as uh, Dave here with 4 out of 5. That's great. Nice, nice. Uh, so that one drops in December on the 10th uh, on Life's Blood Records. Um, you can check out these guys online, uh, facebook.com forward slash restless spirit NY. Um, and if you're watching this on YouTube, there'll be links to their Facebook and their, their Bandcamp page as well, so you can check out the album. Okay, gentlemen. Um, on to the next part of the show. And uh, we are uh, hurtling towards our next. Listener question, gents. Ah, fuck my hole. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, Jesus. We are uh, at that point in the podcast. It is question two. 
on the well, show. Well, the last question wasn't so bad. Last <laughs> question is as good as it's going to get. Yeah, probably. So. Oh, okay. no, he's laughed. That means this is going to be like... No, it's not, it's not, it's not too bad. Um, so this question comes from um, a gentleman called Rick Farley. Now, Rick is one of our reviewers at Metal Epidemic. Um, he's uh, just joined the team recently, so he's done a few reviews. And uh, he sent in a little question for us gentlemen on the podcast. Rick, if this isn't good, then... <laughs> <laughs> then we're saying. coming for your mum. No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So much worse than anything I was thinking. So much worse. Well, <laughs> don't fuck it up, Rick. Come Ooh. on. <laughs> Um, (laughs) you can retire this segment whenever you want (laughs) rick's question um for us is what is your biggest disappointment from an album of a band you like so far this year this year Oh. So, biggest disappointment from an album of a band you like so far this year. Look at them, look at the faces. They are deep in thought here, Rick. Deep in thought. Um, so I saw the question, obviously. So I uh, I will go first. To give the... <laughs> yeah, I saw the question a week ago. <laughs> and I went back through all my reviews. Um, I um... gave you 30 seconds to prepare, lad. <laughs> so, listen, you asked for it this way. Did I? Yes, I don't. I said, can't remember asking for this segment. You said I can't remember asking for this segment. Dave. Asked I you. Would you like the question live on the podcast, or do you want to be notified I, earlier? I and you said my answer was not at all, Dave. <laughs> no, I believe uh, the answer was. Let's just freestyle it on the podcast. Yeah, well, that's right. what we're doing right now. Come on, then, give um, us your answer, so I can I've got, that. I've got a few. So, um, <laughs> I think one of my biggest disappointments this year was Whitechapel. Um, no, I right. was I was pretty big on their last album, The Valley, um, and Ken just didn't just didn't do it for me at all. And it's it's weird because like a lot of the reviews online are absolutely loving this album, like album of the year type reviews for this one. I just don't get it. Like I think there are a handful of not bad songs, and the rest is just fucking shite. It's just fucking pish. Like what are you doing, Whitechapel? Um, that was probably one of my biggest disappointments. Um, a couple others that were, um, maybe not as much as that one, but a little bit. Devil Sold the Soul was another one I was a bit disappointed with. Mm. Um, I was a big fan in the band. Um, so when they announced they were releasing Lost this year, I fully expected it to be in my top 10 this year, but I just didn't connect with it like I have with their, their previous releases. Um, they went back to two vocalists. Obviously, their, their original vocalist is back in the band, and obviously their their most recent vocalist. So there's two of them now. And I don't know. I think I, I'm not as big a fan of the original vocalist as I am of the one they, they brought in after he left. Um, so that album just, I don't know, just it didn't work for me. Um, Liquid Tension Experiment was another one. Um, I fucking love their debut. Um, phenomenal record. Um, but LTE3 um, just didn't have the same hooks for me. Like I, I think on the, the debut... They, they got that balance right between the kind of experimental progginess and the, the grooves, but this was too much on the proggy side for me. Um, just wasn't for me, that one. Um, Caliban was another one. Um, Zeitgeister. You don't um, like it because he's sung in German. Oh, dude. really? <laughs> um, yeah. 
the German thing does bother me um, a little bit. <laughs> just nothing, nothing is Germans, um, but um, I just I, I've not got a fucking what, what are you actually singing about? Not a clue. Um, but even musically, it just didn't really grab me. Um, it's a very forgettable album from Caliban. Um, and then the only other one was maybe a little bit disappointment was uh, Slaughter to Prevail. Um, they'd obviously been going like big on uh, social media and YouTube. Their their first single, what was it? Was it was the first single? Was it Demolisher or something? Like that, I think it was called. And then they released the uh, Baba Yaga, the second one. And both tracks sounded really good. And then when I heard the album, I was like, eh, a little bit underwhelmed. Um, so maybe wasn't didn't quite live up to the hype I was expecting on that one. Uh, what about you guys? Do you think of anything that didn't quite uh, float your boat, but you thought it was maybe gonna? Uh, yeah, right. Um, let me just check dates for this year. Um, I want to say the the Pretty Reckless. Oh yeah, was their this album year, yeah. this year. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a bit yeah. beige. Um, bet. Yeah, like just kind of that. That's an album that felt like the band were kind of going through the motions, and I love her voice. Mm. And I think they have proved that they understand the formula and can make it exciting, but this particular iteration uh, just didn't... It, it lacked punch. Like you're like It was forgettable. And on all those mm. other albums, there's only one or two songs that kind of stuck with you after listening to it. Um, and this yeah. one didn't, didn't have that at all, which was a bit of a disappointment, if I'm being honest. Um, not that I'm the biggest fan of the band, but... I found this one relatively uninspired, but Hacktivist, mm. yeah, the Hacktivist album was, was I can't even yeah. remember. All I remember about that album now is they had that one song, which was the single, which was just a verse. Yeah, but there wasn't yeah. a chorus. Like, yeah, uh, uh, fine like that. Um, so, <laughs> so that one, that one can go in the pit of shame. Um, and I did have another one. I'm scrolling back through everything I've listened to this year because Dave has put me on the fucking... Well, not Dave, Rick. Rick has put me on this. God damn you, Rick. Take off your bra. <laughs> let, me see them. let me see those puppies. Um, so... All right. <laughs> Who said what? Who did what? You're a bad man. So you're Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I've, you're not the first person to have called me a bad man yeah. today. I'm you're absolutely... Overwhelmed but, yeah. with bad manness, and I'm proud of it. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna own it. I'm let's, a bad man. Let's let's, let's lean into it. Spirit box. Yeah. Spirit box. Yeah. Spirit box mm. was an album that should have been potentially top five this year. Won't make my top twenty. No. At all. I love those singles, but the rest of the album, eh. Yeah. So yeah. So frustrating that one. Yeah, yeah. very much so. I wish they'd just done an EP. Hmm. Um, yep. as much as Dave hates APs. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that one. Uh, yeah, it's probably box, yeah. one of the ones where, and I want I could I couldn't say I was a big fan of the band before because I've only really been on the go. Yeah, uh, for the length it's took. But it feels like they've been around for ages now, just <laughs> yeah, because of the run into that album. Yeah. Um, and yet Landy did it was just meh. So there you go. Yeah. Hopefully that answers your question, Rick. Thank, Thank you, you very much for sending it in, okay. Kyle. Fear Factory. Ooh. What? <laughs> oh, no, he's right. It, it's yeah, I gave it a high review-ish. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. gave it off like a 4.5. Yeah, Dino Kazar's but... fucked them off, Dave. Oh, is he tainted it? Has oh, it... no, it's not. Got... I did go back to the album quite a bit afterwards, and I'm like, maybe I was just too happy 
I don't know. It, <laughs> yes, it, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't last long. Like Joe's fucking synths are stuck in 1992, and it just rubbed me the wrong way after a while. I'm like, Meh. there's a couple of cool riffs. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. There are some very cool riffs on that one. Like that first single I dropped, that riff, I love it. I don't know why. It's just great. Just right up my street. But the rest of it is like, nah, just fuck off. <laughs> like, huge disappointment to be honest. Um, obviously, we can say Iron Maiden. <laughs> I was kind of, I'm always looking forward to listen to a new Iron Maiden album because I just want to see where they go next, but that was just a kick in the teeth, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> uh, I think we should all this... see, because there's a chance they might be listening, the new stuff from Ginger Wild Hearts is just not very good. <laughs> yeah, nah, I mean, I'm not really disappointed because I expected that. <laughs> I'm, oh, we're not on camera, fuck. Oh. Can't see my trophies. Um, love you, Paul. Oh, what a shame. What about um, oh. what about Rob Zombie? Oh yeah, I did give that a listen. It was like <laughs> it was standard <laughs> Rob Zombie. Like yeah, it's, it's just... not bad, but it's no. nothing that you haven't heard him do, do before. So I can't really see it disappointing me because it sounded exactly like I thought it was going to sound. So yeah, true. I was fully you know what? fully prepared for it to sound like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Fucking, um, but you know what? It's it, it's it's going to come off a bit stupid. Well, not stupid, but oh. Blood Red Throne first album, Nuclear Blast, just more of the same Blood Red Throne. I was like, mm, didn't even try to push the envelope. Great songs, great death metal band, but I don't know. It was a bit. I was felt a little bit shortchanged on that one. So I was like, it's great. It's, I don't know. It's it's a difficult one that one because I like them and I like the songs, but it's just like just more of what they've been doing and i'm like mm. Meh, you know what <laughs> we didn't a recent one uh diablo swing orchestra oh, oh yes. yeah uh, mm, pandora's true. pinata is a fucking banger of an album and mm. this one has bangers on it but like mm. i said it, it seems like a collection of songs and not an album which mm, makes yeah. it kind of difficult to sit and listen to in one sitting yeah so and we were all kind of excited about that one when we yeah. knew that was coming in that's so. true mm, that's true yeah Good point. There you go. There nice. We <clears throat> there we go. Eh? Thank you mm -hmm. very much, Rick. Appreciate the question. Digging yeah, thanks, up. Rick. Yeah, <laughs> digging up old sore wounds. Tell us about the stuff you don't like. <laughs> Rick's um, cool. What what sort of stuff have you made them review? Is he out, is he out, is he out of probation yet? Is he actually getting the good albums? Yet? <laughs> them the... He is. He's getting the good stuff now. Yeah. Cool. Just. <laughs> No one knows about that, Duncan. But they do now. They do now. <laughs> yeah. So usually, for for new reviewers, the first album I send is usually fairly trashy. Um, not not terrible, but it's it's, it's not a not a big name or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it's usually just a test of water. See how they, see how Cut things are really go. Yeah. Yeah. Dave's like, I've released an album. You can review it. <laughs> <laughs> Five stars, you see? Oh, five five stars? You, you are Buchanan hired. One. You are nice. hired. So. Dave and the Buchanan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I still always stick with Big Davey and the Brutal Core 4. <laughs> <laughs> Make it happen, Dave. Make it uh, that's happen. a five out of five just based on the name. <laughs> True. True. That's uh, 200 stab wins, good that. Yep. Oh. Uh, yeah, thank you, Rick. Appreciate that. Um, so, a little bit of music for you on the podcast before we get into our next album review. Um, our next track on the podcast comes from a band that we reacted to 
a long time ago. I think it was maybe before Kyle. I think. Yeah, before I think me? It, I think it was before Kyle. BK? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Have it your way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah see what the product placement. Um, yeah. This is from... Um, <laughs> Uh, Icelandic stoner rock outfit Volcanova. Oh, yes. Remember? Yes. Sushi they Sam. Had, did, did Samurai Sushi. Thing? Sushi Sam. Sushi, sushi Sam. Sam. I fucking yeah. love this. Oh, fucking amazing music video. Yeah, it did. It did. Is this them finally putting their album out? Uh, no, the album came out, but this is a, this is a, a new single. You've been holding out on me, Dave. I told you when the fucking album came out. <laughs> right, Joe Pesci. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Joe Pesci. They are uh, back on the scene um, since the band's highly acclaimed 2020 album, Duncan, uh, Radical Waves. Um, The trio has launched their new single, No Wheels. Um, It is now on streaming services and it's a super groovy fuzz rock explosion featuring Volcanova's signature three-layer vocal harmonies thick riffing and spaced out lyrics you know they released an album last year called radical waves dave <laughs> that brings a bell for some reason that actually must have slipped me by um the uh, the new single is the first taste of the power trio's upcoming ep so i'll just let you know about this just now duncan cosmic bullshit which is going to be released which in is 2022 how i described dave telling me that he told me the album came out last year <laughs> cosmic bullshit because it didn't happen <laughs> I'll um, go back my WhatsApp thread and I will oh, find that there is really? no fucking message from I'm you sure. saying that the album's out. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, <laughs> the new single um, comes with an announcement that they are going on an 18-date European tour supporting the Vintage Caravan. Are they coming to Scotland? I don't know, actually. I haven't checked the dates. Cosmic bullshit is what you're calling <laughs> here, Dave. Uh, check out the socials for details on that. Um, so this is their new single, it's called No Wheels, this is Volcanova, and we're going back right after this. Take your place. 
was Volcanova and No Wheels. So just just to remind you, Duncan, new EP, Cosmic Bullshit, coming out 2022. I will remember that because you've told me it, Dave. Okay. And it's recorded. the album, which you did. Did you know they had an album out last year? They did. Yeah, I found that out <laughs> just, just as we were recording right now because Kelly. Dave didn't tell us. <laughs> I wasn't even here. Dave, Dave will more than happily share music videos, though, on Pish. Um, but won't tell you when albums are coming out from Who bands I actually enjoy. So there we are. You. Shots fired. Cosmic bullshit. At least, he didn't have to get him to, at least he didn't have to get him to take it out of the trash. Yep. Well, this is true, actually. One time. One time. Is it one time, Dave? Is one time, time, caught one out time that we've caught you. Yeah. One time you've been caught out. True that. <laughs> true. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Um, yeah, so check out Walking <laughs> Over. Um, the last album is really good. Don't you should check it out. Um, new EP coming 2022. Check them out. Facebook.com forward slash Volcanova. We love them. We do. We love a bit of Volcanova. Sushi Sam. Sushi Sam is so Sushi Sam awesome. is a fucking class check song, by the Sam. way. I loved it. Yeah. Anywho, on to the next part of the podcast, gentlemen. Um, it is album review time once again. Yay! Um, <laughs> overcompensating overcompensating that was, that was better yes album review time I can't fucking wait yep. see that's it enthusiasm come on I love it mate that's too much yeah really? screen it in a wee bit Kyle. you wouldn't have missed it no <laughs> see if that's how you reviewed this this would be painful yeah <laughs> sounds like you want to hear a sore voice yeah, Kyle's passing a kidney stone um, <laughs> so um, for this review, Duncan, Kyle, and I have been checking out the new album from Czech Brutal Death Metal Quintet, Cuttered Flesh. The band's new album, Sharing is Caring, will be released December 3rd on Transcending Why, Obscurity Records. That, that album title, I just... It's great. <laughs> Such a good album it's title. Like, Cuttered Flesh, Sharing is Caring. Right? It's like, yeah. You know? You know what I'm saying. Life lesson we should all be abiding by. You know, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Now, I don't am. Deny. I'm looking at it and I'm saying, this is not mine. It's Dave's something in the back. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, so, Cutter Flesh. These guys. So, these guys have been active since 2001, generally. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Is yeah. there Eastern Blockade? I swear there are bands what that have just been playing forever. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> blows my mind this is their fifth album okay this is the first i've ever heard of cuttered flesh and i don't know how that they've been on the go for 20 fucking years don't know um this uh, new offering is uh, nine tracks long um, including the bonus track clocks in at 34 minutes in length uh, the album was recorded at cole keller studio under the supervision of christian Coleman Slinner. Coleman Slinner. Yeah, I think that was about right. I think that was Nailed pretty perfect, that. actually. Um, he has worked with bands like Benighted, Cytotoxin, Aborted, Eskimo Cowboy, Candle Decay, just to name a few. So he's worked with a lot of cool bands. Um, this, is, this is a quite an interesting one. Um, I, I really like Transcending Obscurity as a label. Um, I think they put out a lot of really authentic death metal. Um, a lot of the bands on the label are, you know, very seasoned. They've, they've got a lot of history behind them, um, but they've also been working with, you know, a lot of up-and-coming bands too. So I automatically thought this is it. 
This is a new band, Cutter Flesh. Brand new debut album coming out. Um, turns out, after reading the press release, not so much. Been on the go 20 years. Um, but when I pressed play on the album, I was like, okay, right, okay, yep. I can hear they've been on the go for, you know, a couple of years, 20. Um, because this this sounds, you know, th- this this doesn't sound like a band cutting their teeth. Um, this this sounds like a band who are, you know, I've got a bit of experience behind them. They have a, a kind of maturity about them, um, especially in the songwriting department. But the, the music doesn't sound dated, you know, which kind of surprised me because you'd expect a, like a band like five albums in, been playing together for 20 years. I kind of thought they probably found their sound, you know, and just kind of stuck to it. Um, but clearly these guys don't have that mentality. If you, if you listen to and I went back and listened to their, their past releases, um, you can hear that they, they kind of evolve on, on each release. You know, on their, their previous album, uh, Code Violence, you could hear probably the biggest jump. Um, they, they definitely started to bring more of a kind of modern kind of death metal sound, more of those elements into it. Um, and they've continued that on Sharing This Cairn. Um, it's, it's probably the, almost... Yeah, it's probably, I'd say, the, the most kind of in-sync they've ever sounded. Um, this is very tight indeed from the opening track. Um, from the opening track, I probably got a, a bit of a kind of, like, Cannibal Corpse-type swagger to it on that first track and some of the riffs. But at the same time, it was like, it had something a bit more kind of current about it as well. You know, like, I'm maybe, I don't know if either of you heard the new Atri Billis album um, or Cathexis, a bit more kind of modern death metal. It had a bit of that kind of blended in. Um, I think the Cannibal Corpse thing is partially in the riffs, but I also think um, the the vocalist uh, Yiri does have a quite a corpse grinder esque mm. tone to him, um, which I love. Like I fucking think George Fisher has one of the best voices in death metal, hands down. Amen. Um, so, like, if you're able to emulate that in any way, then fucking go for it. Um, and it, it sounds punishing, um, but vocally, it is quite varied as well. It doesn't just stick within that like deep guttural kind of register. Um, there's a, a good kind of selection of mid-range and kind of higher-end screams on this well. And I wasn't sure if it was just him that was doing that. I had a look online, they've got a few live videos. I noticed there are backing vocals going on as well, so it could be other guys in the band that are doing the you know the different kind of registers. Um, but the, the varied tones definitely gives us um, a more kind of interesting dynamic overall. Um, the first, I thought the first couple of tracks went, you know, pretty much as advertised they they basically rip a hole in your eardrums you know they're full of like very dissonant kind of grooves they've got they're kind of face shattering blast beats um, and then track three kicks in um where only old flesh stinks <laughs> great album great song title um and we hear the band go very kind of more atmospheric um using lots of clean tones i was like oh wait a minute hold on this is not where I thought this was going to go, but I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I was like, this is you know, got a little bit of a kind of Fallujah or Alkaloid type sound to it. They're a little bit more progressive, um, but that melody, like balanced against the, the, the track's more brutal moments, really worked for me. I, I loved the kind of light and shade on that track. It also really helped separate it as a track as well, give it some like individuality. I mean, I'm, I am all for the, the brutal punishing riffs, as you know, um, but I think you know, you've got to have a bit of that, 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 fuck's sake, that diversity. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get that out there. Um, otherwise, the album, you know, albums like this can become too kind of monotonous, you know, especially in death metal, you know, they're guilty of that. Um, but I think these guys do a, a pretty good job of, of giving each track a little bit, you know, of individuality. You know, it, 
as you listen to the album, each track starts off, you know, completely differently from from the last, which really helped. I felt separate them, um, and they take you through the various like tempo and rhythm changes. Um, one of my favourites was probably um, "Good Boy Romantic Relationship with Necrotic Tissue." <laughs> Amazing, but that opening riff is crushingly heavy, um, and they actually they bring in some more kind of slightly say techier, jaggier, maybe jaggier mm-hmm. rhythms kind of later Jaggy. on in the track, yeah. um, which I really liked as well. I liked that sound as well. Um, Knife is Not the Enemy, another great track, which definitely hears the band channel their inner decapitated on that one. Um, the riffs are very discordant, quite choppy, but it put me in, in mind of that kind of early decapitated sound. Um, song title of the album, though, has to be My Favourite Body Bag. It's a great song <laughs> yeah, title. So got to be. Great song title. It's a winner, yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> It also comes with some absolute killer riffs. Um, it's quite like quite bottom string heavy. You know, it gives it a bit more of a modern sound, but it's also got that like morbid angel style kind of dissonance to it as well. Um, I found there was there's a lot to enjoy in this. As, as someone who loves death metal, like I really dug this album. Um, I wouldn't say they're necessarily changing the game, but I think they are very good at what they do, um, and I liked their spin on it. I thought they balanced out that brutal death metal sound with something a bit more modern, which which was really cool to hear. Uh, musicianship is excellent like they are clearly very talented guys um, and I can hear from listening to you know past albums that their songwriting chops are just improving with each release um, and this sounds you know probably the most fluid they've ever sounded the transitions are as good as you know any of the big hitters in death metal um, I thought production wise um, it's you know very meaty it's got a, a lot of weight behind it um, only criticism there is I, I thought the bass could have been doing with being a touch higher in the mix at times. Um, I felt it did get lost on occasion. Um, not all the time. Um, some tracks were fine. There was a, a track called The Mystery of the Black Hen. Um, and a lot of the riffs on that are quite kind of lead heavy. So the bass comes through. Like you can hear it. It's slightly louder in the mix. And then there's other times you know, where, they're, where they're going full force. I just felt like I was like kind of straining. I was like, oh, can I hear it? Can I? It was just a little bit low for me in the mix at times. Uh, drums, on the other hand, killer. Like, if I love the style of uh, uh, Frantisek, I think his name is, uh, on drums. Um, constantly switches things up. Uh, never a dull moment in the drum department for me. Um, I think if, like, if I had any suggestions, um, I would, I'd love to hear them lean more into that atmosphere as well. Um, I thought the moments uh, on the album where they weave in some melody and ambience, it really opens the tracks up, makes them sound even bigger. Um, where uh, Only Old Flesh Thinks is a great track um, and there's a cool moment on um, Amused by the Tenacity of a Dying Whore um, where they bring in some really cool like melodic lead work and it, again it just it works wonders um, I'd love to hear more of that as a listener but I understand they're a, they're a brutal death metal band at the end of the day so too much melody might you know piss off the fan base so I, I totally understand if they don't go that deep into it um, Plus, they, they do the whole dissonant thing so well. Like, the riffs on this are fucking monstrous at times. Um, so I wouldn't want them to abandon that either. Um, but, yeah, I really enjoyed this. This is this is a Dave album, for sure. Um, Duncan, what about yourself? What do you think? Not much of a Duncan album. Um, what? So, we've spoken... This should be no surprise to anyone like who's listened to five minutes of, of me talking about death metal. There's elements in here that I enjoy... Uh, and the musicianship is, like you said, is faultless. You, honestly, the the drummer, incredible. 
Um, I enjoyed the production. I didn't pick out what you picked out to do with the bass, but I seldom try and listen for the bass in death metal bands. Um, and you know, I, 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 it's just a force of habit. I don't expect to hear it. Um, the more brutal the band gets, the less I expect to hear it. Um, so I'd like I, I, I will take your word for it. Uh, I love the vocalist tone. I think he's he's great. I think it is backing vocalists that are doing. Could be. It's, it feels like a different voice. Mm. Um, unless like, if if he is hitting those, then he, he's incredibly talented. He's got a great range, but I think it's probably there. The problem for me with this is the problem I hit with a lot of the the kind of the brutal death metal stuff is I'll, I'll latch on to a riff that I quite like but in latching on to that the riff I'm not listening to what anyone else anything else on the track's doing or I'll latch on to like a vocal thing that I really like and then mm. I'm disregarding everything else it's just not my <laughs> this is just not my genre um, I appreciate it for what it does and it's not mm. it's not bad by any stretch of the imagination and my grade will reflect that it'll get the Duncan appreciates death metal but doesn't love it great um, <laughs> that, that I hand out and yeah I, I'm, I'm with you the sound seasoned the, they definitely have a sound I liked I'm not as high on the kind of the atmospheric uh, sort of melodic guitar stuff as you are because I've just heard a lot of bands do it this year particularly and the mm. kind of death metal kind of tech your death metal stuff a lot of that clean stuff is now making its way through so it's maybe yeah. not as remarkable they do it well though so if they injected more in there that's fine but I like the placement it did start to separate the songs out for me mm. um, which made them more memorable I think if they do it too much it becomes a gimmick that's overused um, yeah I, I mean it's not a bad album uh, it's like and if you are into brutal death metal there's there's so much to enjoy here it's just not my it's not my particular brand of Java, Dave. Um, and that should not surprise... Of all people, that should surprise you the least. Well, you, you've surprised me a few times this year with death metal albums, so I thought maybe there was a chance. Uh, the, the older stuff... See, that I'm, I've found, I found my taste now, <sighs> I think. I think that's what it is. They don't... Like, I didn't, I didn't expect to enjoy the Cannibal Corpse album as much as I did this year. But then listening to the Cannibal Corpse album and then listening to this they're not really comparable if you know what I mean like the Cannibal Corpse like, has, like they're still rooting for a kind of I think I like an, I think I found that there is the sound that I like is a much older sound mm. a death metal which is interesting because at the time when that's not coming out I couldn't listen to it so mm. <laughs> it's taken me taking me 25 years to acclimate to a sound that I now really like but um, yeah I'd, like, like I say I'd, uh, there's nothing that I dislike on it mm. it's just there's nothing that I was like holy fucking shit I can't wait to spin this again just because mm. it's not the sort of stuff I generally listen to mm. um, but like I said before having listened to quite a lot of brutal death metal it's, it's on the better side for sure um, it's not monotonous isn't samey and having different beginnings to your songs as you were saying it's kind of I don't know if it was kind of just a throwaway comment does make a difference uh, yeah. it doesn't feel like I'm listening to a stop and then a start into what feels like the the rest of the song oh no we're three songs on now yeah. um, so that, that does go a bit yeah it goes a long way in making mm. uh, you know the, the songs get plus it's not long it's not a long album no, at, all. Not at all so I, I gave this one a good three listens 
Um, I probably won't listen to it again, but that is not because it's bad, it's just because it's not my thing. Cool. Kyle, what about yourself? Yep, it's as sure as a death metal album I heard. <laughs> oh wow! Right, see, yeah. I thought you'd be Dave. I thought you you and Dave would be bosom buds. You would start calling you I Duncan or D two. Yeah, no, it didn't really hold me that well, to be honest. It's like uh, the the atmospheric and the blackened elements were pretty cool. I had some great moments on this album, but like for the most part, it just sounded like a thousand other death metal bands I've heard. Hearing that the five albums in and twenty years into their career was really surprising, actually. I thought this was like first, second album. I mean, they're clearly very good at what they do, but like, it just sounds like a ton of other bands I've heard loads recently. So I'm like, they've got a couple of things that they are on the better end of death metal at the moment, but I don't know, it just didn't really hold me. Like the guitars, the guitar tones are fucking fat and massive and that dude's range is unbelievable. And I agree, the songwriting is pretty good. There's not so many like, what's the word conventional song structures and stuff even for death metal it's quite interesting that way mm. but like i don't remember a single thing about any of the songs you know really mm. except for that one intro that you mentioned on the third track that is the mm. only thing I, that really sticks in my brain after listening to it quite a few times i'm just like mm, well, fair enough if it didn't stick it didn't stick mm. but i mean the album title and that song title my favorite body bag is song title of the year for that one <laughs> it's great <laughs> Really, You'll really good. Bummer I don't will disagree with that. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I need to get back to Bummer. <laughs> Out of context. I love I it. Can't, oh, shit. It fits on the podcast, yeah. but not in this review. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that the bass just wasn't there. I agree. Yeah. Like, I heard such massive guitar tones, and the drums were fucking lazy in, in production. Uh, it's just replaced bass all the time. is kicking in. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, well, you need bass in a heavy band. Like, this yeah. is, you know, 50% <laughs> of the fucking guitar tones. You need something to stand on. If you haven't got nothing to stand on, then you it just. You need a bass player, though. You do. <laughs> Even if it's just the guitarist replacing the bass because he's so fucking useless, you still need it. Yeah. <laughs> So I agree, they needed to raise the bass so much in this. And the drummer can definitely write some great parts. You can tell it's a drummer writing those, and he's a talented drummer. But don't like the production of it at all. Mm. Um, but no, I mean, they do what they do well. And they clearly have a talented producer behind it. Uh, but it, for me, it just didn't hold my attention at all. It didn't. It just didn't hold my interest. It, was, it just sounded like, okay, I've heard this band a thousand times from all places on earth. Except for the very few moments. That, uh, that were like, okay, lean more into that. Maybe you've got something, but so far it's just like, okay, cool, carry on. <laughs> my, my opinion shocked Dave. Your opinion shocked me. <laughs> what I've realised in this review is none of us know each other very well. Um, so I was convinced, like, listen, this is like, oh, Kyle's going to like, be all over this in a good way. There we go. No, I'm probably not going to come back to this, to be honest. Shocker. Hmm? Um, okay, fair enough. Um, Ratings for Sharing is Caring uh, from Cutter Flesh. Um, I, I really enjoyed this. I, I've spun it a bunch of times. Um, for me, the, the riffs are the, the memorable part. Like I thought, felt there were so many good riffs in this that were like stuck in my head afterwards. Um, I really liked the, the kind of atmospheric parts and the, some of those kind of leads, the kind of melodic lead work they brought in was really cool as well. Guy's got a killer tone. Like Cannot like disagree with how good his vocal sound and the, the kind of different ranges they've brought in as well. I thought it really really worked as well. Yeah, I mean like it's it's not reinventing the wheel in any way. I've heard lots of bands do this in, in a similar way, uh, but I, I, I feel they're really good at it uh, personally. Uh, for me, I would probably go in at a four out of five. In this one, I enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, Duncan, 
Right, yeah, 3.5. This is, like I said before, it's almost my standard. The standard mm. death metal one gets three. This is better than standard death metal, so it gets a 3.5. Um, I, I don't have the same thing that Kel. I, I think there's plenty of memorable riffs on this one, for sure. Uh, memorable vocal stuff as well. Uh, but it's just not... Not my, it's not them, it's me. I like literally, and I mean that from the heart. I'd like sarcastic as that, as that sounds. Nothing you guys did, it's just it's not the sort of it's stuff. A, it's that. a breakup review, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's no you, it's me. It's 100% this reviewer, so. Okay. Uh, okay. The thing is, I've got boxes of Eastern European and Southern European death metal CDs. Mm. You know, boxes porn. and boxes. Not, not and death metal, porn. porn. Yeah, on, yeah, and porn. But I mean, mostly death metal CDs. <laughs> and a lot of it sounds like this. So, I mean, maybe I'm just... I mean, I've liked it for God for as long as this band has been around. So maybe I'm just too, too deep in it to recognize, you know. I mean... The memorable parts for me was that one riff on track three and the vocal parts. Like some of them were quite like out there and stuff, but I don't know. I'm going to go three out of five on this one. It just didn't grab me. So. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. Um, so this one drops on December 3rd on Transcending Obscurity Records. Um, if you want to check out the band, you can find them online at facebook.com forward slash cuttered flesh. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, links in the description below. Um, give it a listen, see what you think, let us know, stick your comments in below, and uh, we'll happily get back to you. Um, let us know what you think. That is the review. So, gentlemen, um, we are almost at the end of another podcast. Podcast number 20, the 20th anniversary. Oh, um, no. Say it ain't so, I don't want it to end. Flying in <laughs> towards the end. Um, we didn't... Uh, I don't think we mentioned Twitch earlier, did we? No, we didn't. Um, we have Twitch. another Twitch stream coming up um, on the 24th of November, November. No idea what we're talking about yet because we haven't decided. <laughs> um, I, gave you, I gave you like 40 ideas. Well, well I gave you one idea. Um, <laughs> you could spin it 40 ways. Was it no? What was it? Was that a retrospective? No, what, what no, 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 no. I said we should do an EMA. Oh right, yeah. And ask me anything. No, no, that's December. Is that, that December. December? What the fuck are you talking about? Is it not December? No, this oh, is no, November. it's November, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought we'd already. It's because we just did it recently. I thought we'd already <laughs> done our one for this. <laughs> I was like, no. what's Steve on about? Fuck off. We've no. already done that one. Um, I love these candid moments. <laughs> people get to peek behind the yeah. curtains and see how much of a fucking shambles this actually is. Uh, yeah, retro. Yeah, I'm sure it was a retrospective, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, we're still to pick the bands. Yes. Which we need to do. Yes. And then do. they were going to vote, which they still need to do. And then we need we're not to... giving them a lot of time. <laughs> I think we've, what, we've got a couple of weeks. A couple of yeah, weeks. two and a half weeks or something. Uh, well, let's um, make sure the bands have no more than four albums. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Retrospective on bands that have one album. <laughs> <laughs> one and done. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I kind of floated the idea that it might be cool in December to do an EME. Yes, that's correct. And then January do the potentially the Metal Epidemic Awards on... Yeah on twitch which could be a ton of fun <laughs> yeah could do that yeah so that'd be super fun yeah maybe maybe even do um a people's choice award 
let people vote um, on a particular category. Yeah, they're going to vote for a people's choice on my channel. If it's not me, I'm going to be very upset. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or they are exiled to the badlands. Um, but yeah, well, I, I think I think I I don't know. I think uh, no one wants to think in December. Let alone the people no. doing the Twitch. So. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> the easier so we can make that, the, the better. Yeah, um, the, the end of December is pretty fucking mental anyway. We're like end of year lists and all that sort of stuff. Um, Jesus, I'm struggling with mine. <laughs> um, which we'll be doing that for the website anyway. Top 10 will be going on the website. And then January, we'll probably do our top 20s on the, the January podcast. Oh, yes, top 20. It's top a 20. long recording. Strap yeah. yourself in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we should be doing a Twitch on the 24th, um, a retrospective of some kind. Don't know who the band is yet. Short <laughs> retrospective. <laughs> to be decided. Yep. Um, but yeah, check that one out on the 24th. Join us. It's usually about 8.30 UK time. Uh, Twitch TV forward slash Kyle7oaks is the link. Um, you'll get them in the description on the on the old podcast. Um, yeah, anything else coming up? We'll get anything else. No, there's, no, we've recorded shitloads of reviews, so they'll be dropping on YouTube. Yeah, we've got a, we've got a mm. few to drop still. Um, some interesting reviews still to come up on the YouTube channel. Yeah, things um, slowing down, though. Um, it's probably worth saying that, like, less albums coming in for this year now. I uh, imagine yeah. we'll soon be getting loads for next year. <laughs> I've had about, had about 30, maybe, for next year so far. 30? For January, yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a busy January. But I'm, I'm hoping, hoping we maybe... Maybe December we might chuck in a couple of January albums. Oh, yeah, teasing bastard! Eh? <laughs> just you know, um, either either just to like have stuff set up, you know, for or when January comes around, we've got yeah. a couple of reviews to post. Like, start, it was but... like remember remember last year when we had that podcast where Dave only played tracks exclusive to this <laughs> show, so you couldn't hear them anywhere else. Yeah, that's what happened, wasn't it, Dave? It wasn't just that we were getting tracks to play for next year; they were exclusive yeah. purely to what we were doing. Purely. Can only hear them here. Only hear them here. Yep. Exclusive content. Uh, you know, like, I, thing is, you keep forgetting this isn't the video one. So, like those eye signals you're making, where you're like, yeah, sarcasm, sarcasm eyes in effect. No, yeah, it's lost. No one it. can see that. Wasted. Um, yeah. Um, we do have one more, one more track to play for you before we go. Um, but until the next show, which will be coming um, in December in a month's time on the old uh, podcast, um, keep checking out the reviews, metalepidemic.com, and uh, keep checking out the YouTube channel for uh, the content from these three guys. That's me, Duncan, and Kyle, just in case you're wondering. Um, Why are they waving? I'm not on video. Fuck it. You're not on video. Like, <laughs> hey, Kyle. Yeah. Um, also, I'm fairly sure Dave just referred to himself in the... <laughs> <laughs> that person yeah that's weird um yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so um join us in a month on the podcast one of us what okay. <laughs> one of us oh one of us yes one of us one of us okay join us um I've got one, one more track to play for you. Dave's so freaked out right now. He's like, let's just on. end this. Kill it with fire. I know what my New Year's resolution is, is, is to be less, be less awkward <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast. Never change, Kyle. That's um, what people say when they want you to change. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I wish you could see his face. It's so condescending. <laughs> 
Um, our last track on the podcast comes from Berlin post-hardcore trio Future Palace. Uh, Future Palace are one of the most aspiring post-hardcore acts in Germany. They already worked with uh, a rising empire for their debut, Escape, and gained several million streams of, for their songs on streaming platforms in early 2022. Well, they will join Anisoki on their European tour. Um, their new single, Paradise, manifests a profound musical development with a much more massive sound. Uh, for the first time, shouts and down-tuned guitars expand the sonic and emotional repertoire of the band. Uh, reminiscent of metalcore heavyweights such as While She Sleeps, their new sound delivers an unparalleled exciting force with engaging vocals and furious temper. Which I can 100% agree with. The vocals on this are fucking awesome. It's a girl called Maria, who's the vocalist. What a fucking tone. Jesus Christ. Um, check this one out. Paradise is the name of the track. Future Palace is the name of the band. You can find them at facebook.com forward slash Future Palace. Um, that is all from us. We'll speak to you again in a month's time. Uh, until then, join us on Twitch on the 24th of November. And then we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks for joining us. Catch you later. Bye, everyone. See you later. Take me to this paradise. Yeah.